Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn and complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance, which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. The Raiders were born in Oakland and played 13 seasons in L.A. Both cities will always be part of our DNA. But today, we begin a new chapter in our storied history. For today, January 22nd, 2020, we are now the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders! Oakland, LA, Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever. You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here we go! We miss you, we love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization. And you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. Way up the middle. Intercepted to the piano at the 50. Fine running down. Oakland football. And I think Oakland victory. The Oakland Raiders have scored on the most famous, unbelievable, absolutely impossible dream of a play. Well, I love this team. I think this team can win. I think this team can win. What is up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph back once again for another fantastic episode of, or at least we hope to be fantastic episode 
of Raiders Fan Radio coming to you live from Murph's Fan Cave here in the uh, the uh, not yet remastered and remodeled uh, Dago Dungeon Murph's Fan Cave Studios uh, here where we do uh, Raiders Fan Radio and a multitude of other shows uh, and on the Murph's Fan Cave Podcast Network. So appreciate all of you joining us tonight, all of you that are in the chat joining us on the YouTubes. That is YouTube.com slash Murph's Fan Cave, M-U-R-F-S, Fan Cave, where you can jump in and join us live. And the man that kind of kind of runs the show on the chat and on all of our other social media platforms is the man that adorns the Southern Annex of the Western Annex of the Murph's Fan Cave Desk, my ho- co-host for the night, the one and only Swag Jeff. Yeah, What's up, Swag? let's go. What's up, brother? Not much, man. Man, it is you? good to be back. It's good to have you, Swago. Good to have you back in the Fan Cave. You got the uh, like the like the, the road uni going today. You yeah, got the all-white yeah, white uniform. Yeah, it's, it's white out night here, in, in, yeah, well, here, in the, yeah, here on the Swag <laughs> yeah, right. Cam. Yeah, so uh, yeah, good stuff over there. And then I guess I got the gray out because I got the I got the gray. Yeah, the yeah, gray yeah. The gray yeah on, we're good. The gray on gray with the gray glasses, man. Like it's perfect. But it's it's not gray. It's silver though, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, so uh, so speaking of uh, uh, swag, for those of you that don't know, Swag Jeff is our social media director and an often co-host here on Raiders Fan Radio. No Uncle Mosh tonight. We'll go over there to the Uncle Mosh cam. You see, it's a little dark over there. It's a little desolate. On the the Western Annex of the Murph's Fan Cave desk. That is because Uncle Mosh has uh, just some prior commitments. It's a busy time for him. It is. Uh, It's show season for him. It's conference season for him. Yes. Uh, I know all about that. I was was his former student. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah. And so uh, Uncle Mosh won't be joining us tonight, but he'll be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, but anyways, uh, as I mentioned, uh, Jeff is our often co-host here at Raiders Fan Radio, and Jeff uh, handles our social media, our Facebook, our Instagram, all that good stuff, and also hooks us up in the chat. Tell us about the YouTube chat tonight, Swaggo. Yeah, we got everyone in there. We got uh, Ron, the Mater Raider, D, the Sun, Pirate 1975, Calvin Cooper, uh, Stoned Raider, uh, Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider, uh, Matthew Mangus, Atticus P. Rockin'. Uh, we got the whole gang in here, guys. The whole gang is in there and appreciate all of you joining us. And as I mentioned, you can join us every Wednesday or for the most part, uh, youtube.com slash Murph's Fan Cave. Also, please do us a solid, as the kids say, and uh, and subscribe to us on the Murph's Fan Cave uh, podcast network. Uh, that is anywhere you find your podcast. That could be Apple. That could be Stitcher. That could be Google Play. That could be Spotify. Uh, iHeartRadio, like uh, pretty much anywhere you can find it, you can find us. Just search MURFS Fan Cave and subscribe there, and you'll get this show, the flagship show, which is Raiders Fan Radio. It will get you Mojo's Pod Show, and uh, you'll be able to hear our buddy Mojo every week do the pod show. You will get Tales from the Nation, where Swag Jeff and I jump in and do a story that is significant to Raider Nation. And currently, that's it. Of the other shows that we have, have either uh, exited the network or on a hiatus. So we will, go. we will uh, look forward to their return. And we've also got a couple other ideas kicking around. Some things going on. You never know what you'll find here on the Merce Fan Cave Absolutely. Network. Absolutely. But in the meantime, definitely check us out and subscribe in that way and get those three shows. All right. So as I mentioned, this is the flagship show. This is Raiders Fan Radio. And this is episode number 156, 156 of Raiders Fan Radio. And we always tie back our episode number to something significant within Raider Nation, a significant number. And Jeff, what do you have for us this week? Yes, episode 156 of Raiders Fan Radio. We're going to take it back to uh, to a number 16. Oh, like Blanda? Uh, George Blanda. That's what I'm talking who about. Al, who Al Davis called the greatest clutch player the game has ever known. Ever. Ever. 
played uh, played in Silver and Black from 1967 to 1975, which was the 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 end of his career. Uh, he started playing in what, in what year, Murph? What was that? 1949 or something like that. Yeah, George he played like Blank. 26 years in the NFL. I was going to say NFL. he played as long as you've been alive. Yeah, 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 almost. Yeah, almost. And uh, and he was a quarterback and a kicker, and he could do about everything. And he kicked 156 field goals for Silver and Black. Oh, yeah, dude, I like it. That's a good one, man. There you go. On the nose with yeah, that man. one, dude. Yeah, There's heck no, yeah. no decimal points in there. No. No. Uh-uh, no, 156, one, bang. 156 yep. times you kicked a field goal for the Raiders and there 156 times we've done Raiders fan radio. Well, yeah. Getting hard to believe, man. I'm telling you. Hey, so speaking of that real fast, um, so we've been, we, have, we did a Tales from the Nation, like, a live one of these a couple weeks ago. But outside of that, we hadn't done a Raiders fan radio since, like, you know, before Christmas. Um, we're going to go on one more little hiatus. We're going to be gone for a couple weeks again. But we're going to be gone for really cool reasons this time. Not that Christmas is not cool reasons and family and all those other commitments aren't cool reasons. But uh, it's the end of the season. So we're going to dive in deep tonight. We're going to get to a lot of stuff tonight. Uh, but since it's the off season and the Super Bowl sucks, we're going to take a little bit of a break. Oh, wait, I thought the season was over. Well, it is, right? Because no one in Raider Nation wants to watch this stupid Super Bowl, which we're going to get to that here in a minute. Um, but the, 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 here's what's going on. So... Uh, we're going to redo the cave a little bit. We're going to redo the, the studio a little bit. Um, we've got some new equipment coming in. We've got some new cameras coming in. Yes. Uh, it's a good time for us to kind of clean house a little bit, kind of declutter the cave a little bit, you know what I'm saying, and just kind of uh, set some things up. So uh, we'll look a lot cleaner on our YouTube shots uh, and on, on our live streams, plus the overall audio and video quality is going to improve. We're, we're upgrading some microphones and headphones and nice. cameras, all that kind of good stuff. So Yeah, we need an HD Uncle Mosh. We do need that. And you know what? You're going to get 4K, Uncle Mosh. Oh, You're going to get yes. 4K, Uncle Mosh. Because when he does his, like, truffle shuffle belly dance, like, no one wants to see that in, like, 720p. No. You want you that want, in 4K, bro. You want to see him shaking, and you want to see the powdered sugar coming off of his body. <laughs> and you'll get to see that. And you'll get to see that. But, yeah, a couple-week hiatus. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll be setting yes. everything up. But we will be releasing some episodes of Tales from the Nation, I'm yes. sure, in the meantime. And Ron, Ron said in the chat, Tales from the Nation, where souls go to die. Oh my gosh, that last! Oh my one gosh, was, that last one was brutal. It was, it was very brutal. Uh, brutal. So we need to do some fun ones. Yeah, we got a fun one coming up. We're gonna do. The, we got the Holy Roller already in the can. Oh yeah, it's so fun. Yeah, Swaggo and I recorded that one uh, not long ago, so we got that one in the can. We're gonna release that, and then we've got some more coming up. Uh, so we'll we'll do. We're gonna we're gonna normally we go like one like that's not great, and then one that's like a super fun moment. Like after doing the tuck rule for an hour and a half, like we need to like hit like back to back to back like good ones. Oh yeah, because Pyron nineteen seventy five said on the next tales from the nation they'll be eating in front of starving children. Don't don't miss it. <laughs> oh, man. Golly. <laughs> Lord. So we need yeah. some fun ones. Yes, we will do some fun ones. And I uh, appreciate uh, Raider Ramon in the chat. The clutter is nice. Man, I like to clutter the cave, too. Here's the thing, though, is that the, the, is I like busy, but it's becoming disorganized. And if you could see, like, what I'm looking at now, like, it's just a whole, me- like, lot of stuff. So it just needs to be, it needs to be uh, 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 redone a bit. But it's going to, it'll be similar. It'll be similar. Anyways. Uh, that's probably too inside baseball for what you guys care to know about. You guys want to talk about the Raiders, so let's talk about the Raiders. So a uh, couple things. 
Number one, uh, the guy that I started this whole uh, podcast thing with, my cousin Sonny, we're expecting a call in tonight. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, Sonny's going to call in Sweet. live. So we're looking forward to hearing from him. And I don't know when that's going to be. I've got the Google Voice open, and so and it's tagged for Sonny. So when he calls, it'll alert me, and then we're going to pipe him in. I don't even know what he was going to want to talk about other than probably the Raiders. Um, but we're going to let uh, Sonny get in here live. That said, I also want to give Sonny respect at the top segment of the show. Now, here at Raiders Fan Radio, we do respect. We don't do shout-outs. We don't do props. Nothing wrong with those things. But, hey, give respect. Hey, yeah, why not? A little respect. Give a little respect. So I want to give respect to Sonny, my cousin Sonny, because uh, he does this. Um, he's uh, actually Grammy-acknowledged uh, 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 music producer and creator. Yeah. And uh, and he does this awesome work with, uh, he works with with, with youth, at-risk youth. Um, he's a drug and alcohol addictions counselor and does an absolutely amazing job uh, with his kids and his program. And uh, and they and they do music together. And so um, so he that's kind of his, his his creative outlet now that he's not doing podcasts. And uh, but he still will do something Raider-y related every once in a while. Yeah. And he had this post that came out on there. Uh, on their Instagram page for the for the the Bruzzy Beats is the name of, in honor of my uncle Bruzzy, his dad, uh, and, and, and from his Bruzzy Beats Instagram page, and it was pretty funny because the day that the Super Bowl was decided, the day that we figured out it was going to be the Chiefs and the freaking stupid Niners, was also uh, the anniversary of the Tuck Rule game. Did you know that, Jeff? I did not know that. It was. And I don't so, think about the Tuck World game anymore. Well, I know, right? After our little experience with yeah. it. So, uh, so Sonny put out this post, and I thought it was pretty funny. So let's go to the audio. This is Cousin Sonny, who we'll be hearing from later on his Instagram page. Today's been a sad day. On the anniversary of the Tuck Rule game, the Chiefs and 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. I got to boycott football. I came in to make a beat, and it's all sad and everything. Like, what am I going to do? There's cousin Sonny. <laughs> He's like He's so good. Uh, uh, he does really good oh stuff. Oh my man. gosh. He really does. It's fire. And a lot of the stuff that you'll hear, like behind Mad Max Crosby on our ID here on the show, is is one of Sonny's beats. He does some great stuff. Um and so, anyway, so so we hope to hear from him. And I just thought it was so funny. He's like, I gotta boycott football. And we're gonna talk a lot about that coming up, but I just think that whole sentiment of it being the Niners and Chiefs, like, it literally doesn't get any worse for all of nope. us. Like it like there's no worse. Okay. Anyway, we'll get to that later. One more bit of respect I want to give uh, is, is our buddy Mojo. And you've heard me talk a lot about him lately since he's become an official addition to the Murph's Fan Cave lineup of shows. But So definitely support Mojo's Pod Show, not only on this network, but also on his network, on the YouTube. Check him out, Mojo's Pod Show. That's M-O-J-O-E's Pod Show. And uh, he's been clamoring on his show. He's had like 11 or 12 episodes now. And uh, he's been clamoring for... Uh, Rico, Raider-born Rico from the Canary Islands, good friend of Raiders Fan Radio here, to call his show. And uh, and he's had, uh, you've been on there, Jeff. I've been on Mojo's Pod Show, Q-Dog Raider, Big Raider Trucker. Like, you've had a lot of the names around Raiders Fan Radio Yeah, have been on Mojo's Pod Show. Well, Rico, 
hooked him up with a call this That's past week. awesome. And it was awesome. So I want to give respect to those guys, give much respect to, uh, to, the, to the creative uh, energy that's gone behind Mojo's pod show, and, and much props to Rico. Thank you for, for, for hooking Mojo up with that call. It was great. Check it out, you guys. Go, uh, go check out one of the latest episodes of Mojo's pod show, and you'll hear him. And then, and then one last thing, we haven't had a Mojo's pod show uh, this week. Uh, Mojo is on the East Coast with uh, one of his, um, uh, one of his uh, fellow um, – Guys that he served with over okay. over in Iraq, and uh, he's not doing well. Yes, and uh, and so he's 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 towards the end of his life, and Mojo's with him, and you know both those guys and their service to our country. Just want to celebrate that and thank yeah, thoughts them. and prayers go to them absolutely, for sure. and and thank them for because that's I mean that's when you when you know like we get on here we do this whole Raider thing we do this whole podcast thing and then it's like something like that you 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 be made aware of and it brings everything into perspective yeah like what we're all absolutely. really doing here. like next thing you know what I mean and I'm like you know it's fun to get on here and debate about Derek Carr and like oh this and that whatever but like just remember this football stuff is just football stuff like it's all about those connections that we yep. have in real life that's the really you know the meaning behind all of this and and nothing more evident than Mojo traveling literally across the country to go be with a guy uh, that he served with yeah. And, in, in his, you know, in his final days. So, so much respect, uh, to him. And, uh, anyways, that's, um, that's, that's, uh, we just want to, just want to thank him for, for, again, for, for being there for us and defending, uh, our democracy and our freedom every day when he and so many others, uh, go to work. All right. So I go. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn, compare it to your neighbor's lawn, and complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance, which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. Sorry. All right, boys and girls, pay attention. You got your old Uncle Mosh here with an update. That's right. I got some stuff for you. Take out a piece of paper, a pencil, a pen. Ah, heck, use your pocket knife and carve the info into your dashboard as you're driving down the highway. First off, you need to like us on our fan page on Facebook. That's right. Go to Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. Don't forget about the Twitter. You know your old Uncle Mosh. He twits now. That's right. Go to at Raiders Fan Radio. Also, don't forget the Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about our website? That's right, RaidersFanRadio.com. Heck, if you wanted to, you if you wanted to, if you want to, you can even email us show at RaidersFanRadio.com or call us on the Raiders Fan Radio Hotline, 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. Don't forget Merv's fan cave on the youtube where you can get all the show links like the fan club blitz with splatterhead and fits find all our stuff on podcast providers like stitcher itunes and google play all right did i hit the time limit good all right raider nation we're gonna jump into a bunch of stories here first off let me shout out the chat uh, right now tonight at youtube.com slash murph's fan cave aaron the q dog raider raider ramon uh, Matthew Mengus is in there. Dave Cooper, Ron, the Materator, of course. Pirate 1975. Pirate says, can we drink one or three for Mad Max? Max! Max. Absolutely, we can. Tip him up. There you go. Salud. Chin down. Uh, Running Bear is in there. The Big Easy. 
Uh, who else? Who am I missing? Curtis Flores, Alberto. Oh my gosh! Here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to not butcher his last name. Quinones, right? Quinones, Quinone. I think that's right. Tell me, Alberto, if I got even close. I'm sorry if I messed up your last name. And uh, anyways, thank you for joining us there in the chat, all of you. All right, so the big uh, story today, the biggest story in Raider Nation that's happened. He said sort of. (laughs) 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 I love it. So so the biggest story that's gone on, Swaggo, is, oh, it's Beto. He he says, you know the the last name. What's up, Beto? We go, I know 9-volt. Um. So the biggest story in Raider Nation uh, that's gone on over the past, uh, really, a month since we've left is that, that and Jeff's going to run us down on a whole bunch of stories here in a minute, but today, like literally within the past couple hours, the Raiders announced themselves officially as, no surprise, the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah! Absolutely. So we are now Swago. The, officially, the Las Vegas Raiders. I played it at the top of the show. I played Mark Davis making the announcement uh, that we're now in the new era of the Las Vegas Raiders. And let's go ahead and go live to uh, some of the audio that the re- that the Raiders released today. Through sixty years, the Raiders have had big moments. The new name is the Raiders. Moments that have cemented legacies and defined a brand. Silver and black football is king of the hill of the National Football League. January 22nd, 2020. A day to remember. Inspired by our legends of the past and our leaders of tomorrow. How about those Raiders, man? A city that shines brighter than most. And an iconic franchise ready for the biggest stage. It all happens here. All right, there it is, Swaggo. So we are officially the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, So if you haven't seen it, go back on the YouTube and and check it out. Uh, The Raiders broadcasted the ceremony live, like only like 30 minutes late. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people said in true Raider fashion. True Raider fashion. Yeah, I saw on Twitter someone said we were 0-1 already. Little edge of the party, but hey, it was pretty cool. So, uh, so Mark Davis and the governor of Nevada are up there. Uh, they announced the team, and there's a bunch of current Raiders. There's former Raiders, Napoleon McCallum, uh, Jim Plunkett is up there. Uh, who else? Steve Wisniewski is up there. Yeah, uh-huh. um, so, uh huh. So Marcel Reese, your Marcel, boy. Oh my gosh, my favorite, right? So, uh, so that was pretty cool. So there's a bunch of them, and so so they announced the team, and then. It was kind of fun. So they have this like old school, like Western looking sign, right? And they say, we're going to stake our claim, right? We're going to stake our claim to Las Vegas. This is after Mark went on and, you know, of course he celebrated all the people, the, all the laborers and like all that kind of stuff and thanked the, you know, the governor and the city and blah, 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 blah. After all that, they say, we're going to stake our claim. They got this old school Las Vegas Raiders established 2020 sign. And the idea is that all of them were going to come out. 
one by one and stake their claim and like mallet this thing into the to the ground, right? So it's kind of funny. All right, so Mark is the first one. Mark Davis officially stakes the claim, right? Yes. Then he takes the mallet and hands it to the governor of Nevada. Am I yes. right? Was uh-huh. that who was next? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. The governor of Nevada, right? So one and two. So Mark Davis, governor of Nevada. All things. Now, knowing those were the first two guys, who do you think would be guy number three? I mean, probably the the guy wearing a number four sitting right there with a C on his chest or John Gruden, or John Gruden Mike or Mayock. Somebody. Somebody, but no, Swago. No. Who is officially the very first ever Las Vegas Raider? The first Las Vegas Raider is punter A.J. Cole, <laughs> who wears the Swag Jeff number six on his chest. Yes. Yes, we are all about it. Oh he my is the God. first Sin City Raider. The first Vegas Raider is A.J. freaking Cole, the guy that we met at the political Yeah, yeah we're, yeah, we're bros. You're, you're like best friends. I got yeah. pic- you got pictures. I do. You guys I got do. history. I do, and he's he's double my height. <laughs> Literally. It's so funny, man. And like this scene is just amazing. Like Mark Davis there in his suit, and he's got his Oakleys on and stuff. Like the whole it's just it was amazing. And so was yeah. he wearing his purple shoes? I don't know. We didn't see him from like the knees down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that get uncomfortable? It's a little weird. <laughs> it's just a little weird. <laughs> Why'd that tickle me so much? I don't know. It made me laugh too. Oh my okay, God. so anyway, so uh where were we at? <laughs> Which one's me? Okay, so <laughs> anyway, so it's a really fun scene, man. It was it was it was a great shot there. And dude, Allegiant Stadium is the bomb, dude. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So there was a video that came out also this week, John Gruden touring the facility. I had audio pulled of that. I'm not going to play it tonight. We got so much stuff to get to. Um, so we're not going to play that tonight, but it's out there. Check out John Gruden touring Allegiant Stadium. We might get that to a little bit later in the season. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's going to be amazing. I love that everybody, like, the early nickname is the Death Star. Like, for a Star Wars guy like me and you, you know what I mean? Like, Uncle Mosh will hate that, but we'll let him hate on that later because right now he's not here. So, yeah. Uh, they're calling it the everybody's calling it the Death Star, man, and that's appropriate because it's big so black cool. and silver freaking. I love it. it's like it's our colors. Yeah, like it's not like this like you know uh, you know neutral thing. Uh huh. Like it's a freaking Raider Stadium, man. Yes. Like it looks like a Raider Stadium. Uh huh. And after walking into the Oakland Coliseum, which we you know reverently have referred to as Mordor so many times, the big you know the just the big concrete gnarly looking thing of the Oakland Coliseum, like this is you know a big shiny new thing but it still looks gnarly like yeah. it still looks raidery right yeah Don't you it's, think ba- so? it's badass yeah it's just it, badass it is badass way uh-huh. absolutely so uh yeah so pretty cool stuff there so we are officially the las vegas raiders so let us know what you think raider nation give us some feedback in there let us know in the chat uh kind of how you feel about it uh really the announcement kind of came up suddenly today uh, i wasn't expecting the big to do that they made uh-uh, about it yeah, today, uh-uh. but it was pretty cool. And uh, and one of the funny things that uh, another or another fun thing I should say about it that you mentioned, Jeff, who is like the face of the Raiders right now? Oh, Jonathan Abram. How cool is that? Yeah, a guy that played you know sixty minutes in a Raider uniform this season, and he's like the captain. I mean, honestly, I think he'll get a C next year. It would not surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me at all. So the Raiders dropped two images today. One was the one 
that said uh, Raiders announcement. Yeah. And had the picture of, of Allegiant Stadium. Yeah. And what was the next one? The next one was Abram, and it said uh, our nation's capital. Las Vegas. Las Vegas. And a picture, our of, him. Ca- and a picture of him. Like, how cool is that, yeah. man? And I he was it. standing right up uh, center stage, too, at the announcement. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely uh-huh. he was. Yeah. Very cool. So him and Mo Hurst was up there. Uh, who else was up there? Trent Sieg. Yeah, Markel um, Lee. Markel and, Lee. Uh, uh, Waller was up there. Waller. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so very, very cool. And uh, so go check that out uh, on the on the Raiders YouTube. All right, let's move yes. on. Swago. So we talked about the current history of the team. We're gonna in a minute. We're gonna talk about the the past. We've got a really cool anniversary we're yeah, gonna celebrate we today. But before that, as I mentioned, we haven't been on the air for like a month. So a lot's happened in Raider Nation. So yes. Swago's gonna hit us with like the must no story. So if you haven't heard from us and you've been living under a rock since Christmas. The must-know stories in Raider Nation over the past four weeks. Jeff, what else besides the Las Vegas Raiders? I've got ten things. Got ten I've things. got ten things. We haven't been here for a month. So if you've so if you have, if you've missed the last month, if you were asleep or just waiting for us to go back live and, and cut yourself off to all other social media, we are here now to give you the top ten things that Raider fans need to know over the last month. Okay. So, number one, uh, Flores and Cliff Branch. They get oh. snubbed again. Again. Again at the Hall of Fame. All it's, right. I mean, I don't get it. I don't either, Swago. And look, look I'm going to I'm gonna save a tirade for another time because we've got so much to get to tonight. But I'm just going to say this. Tom Flores, much due respect, like all the respect. Sadly, I understand why he doesn't get into the Hall. And it's because the last five years of his coaching career, two with the Raiders, all his Seattle time, it just doesn't bode well for a Hall of Fame career. Not no. If you just take the and you isolate his Raiders career, yes. But sadly, the shadow of Al Davis, or sadly, Al Davis casts a shadow that overrides any of Tom Flores' accomplishments as a coach. And it, look, the barriers that he broke and the rings that he had. Look, I'm a Raider fan. I want the man to be there. But at least I have a little bit of an understanding of like, okay, I, I get why yes. they look at him in that light. At least I understand it. Cliff Branch, though, is a completely different story. And this is where I'm going to avoid the tirade because when you break down the numbers and when you especially break down the numbers versus Harold Carmichael, who's the guy that's going in ahead of Cliff Branch, or a guy like Lynn Swan, or a guy like John Stallworth, these guys that have gone in ahead of Cliff Branch, that doesn't make any damn sense. No. And I'm not going to say F those guys. But maybe I just did. Like, for real, the Hall of Fame. Like, you expanded this into this, like, 20-person, like, group now where you're going to let in, and Cliff was already on one as one of the finalists on, like, the normal ballot, and now you're going to say that he's not good enough to get in? Like, dude, oh, that that one stings, man. Yeah. I, I, it hurts that Flores isn't there. But again, at least there's a, you can wrap your brain around it. I'm not saying you got to like it. I'm just saying you can wrap your brain around a little bit. Cliff, though, makes zero dang sense and it's and it's it's ridiculous dan patrick this week was talking about the baseball hall of fame and he was like you know what it's a museum like let people in it's a museum what do you care and he was like i used to get all worked up about it seriously like it's a museum hall of fame let cliff branch in yeah why not man the guy was the best in his position at the time in which he played he's got the numbers that stack up he's got the rings he had the longevity he had the athletic ability that stood out above his peers like what the crap like there's nothing about his career that says this wasn't hall of fame worthy like so put him in yeah. Oh man, I'm just, I want to get, get me wound up. Well, right. I'm, gl- I'm glad you're not going on a tyrant. 
<laughs> uh, I'm glad you're thank not going to go off you. on a tangent. Thank you, yeah. Thank you, thank so you. okay. Yeah, so you go. You go. You go. Yeah. 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 Well, no. I mean, I just you know everything you said is true. I mean, it's it's crazy. Sorry. It's crazy. I it makes, little, that one gets me, man. Well, yeah, it does. That one gets me. Yeah, it does. But yeah, I mean, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. So so the next thing, a good thing. Pro football writer, the pro pro football writers of America vote Josh Jacobs as the offensive rookie of the year, which is very cool. And so we'll see if he gets uh, the actual award at the uh, NFL Honors Night. Yes. So so hopefully he will. Uh, he deserves it. Well deserving, of course. Um, it's down, I think, probably him and AJ Brown from the Titans. From the Titans, absolutely, so, and know. well deserving for AJ Brown too. Yeah, Played great. yeah, yeah. But obviously, we want Josh Jacobs. Oh, to be for the man. sure. For and sure. I think he's the front runner, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say so. He was the early season front runner, and I think he kind of just held that spot all season. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, but then, uh, but then, sadly, uh, Coach Buck. Oh Coach man, Buck. one of our guys, yeah, man. Yeah, I got, we liked him a lot. You yeah, know I got what? to meet him last year. So this time yeah, last year, and I he was, didn't prime time you. He like he was cool, super right? cool. So uh, I was at the Senior Bowl last year and uh, and and attended the the first couple days of it for the practices and whatnot. And, uh, and, and and got to meet Coach Buckner, and he was super cool. Yes, like, and, and a lot of the Raiders coaches were. In fact, none of the Raiders coaches primetimed me. The only one that primetimed me was Mike Rabel, Titans coach. But I didn't care because I wanted to talk to him anyways. Um, well, I did, but not like as a, you know, thing. for Anyways, another story. But Buckner was amazing. I met him on the escalator. And, like, we rode up the escalator together and, like, talked for a minute, got to the top, and he paused, and we took a picture, and, like, super, super cool. Um, so... Here's the thing, right? So we all liked Coach Buckner. Clearly, he did a good job when you look at the growth of, like, Max Crosby, who was supposed to be a guy that, Max, was supposed to be a guy that, like, wasn't going to contribute. Like, he had to get put on, you know, he had to get stronger, and he had to, like, all these, like, developmental things around him as a player, and then ended up being freaking phenomenal. Oh, my gosh. And and while Clee Farrell, Farrell, doesn't have the numbers, he had the impact to the running game and all these other things that went along with him. Uh, so Buckner did a great job with the line. Yeah. So he's only guilty of not being a guy that's got this incredibly lengthy career as a head coach and otherwise in the NFL, like Rod Marinelli. Yes. Which is why. That's why Gruden brought him in. He said it wasn't it wasn't because of the job that Buck was doing. It was because the other guy, he, that was just was his guy. was Rod Marinelli, man. That's who like, he wanted. He's like legend, like literally legendary as a positional coach, yes. as a defensive coach. Like, you know, and look, you got to upgrade positions at times when you can. And when someone like that comes available, and clearly John Gruden has a comfort and a history with the guy, they brought him on. So yep. sucks for for Coach Buckner. You know, though, he's going to be fine. Like yeah. he'll go oh, he'll, kick ass somewhere else, right? Heck yeah, absolutely. So I mean, I don't, yeah, this offseason he'll get a he'll get a big fat contract somewhere. Yeah, like I hate that he's not going to be a Raider coach, but I don't like feel bad for I him. I can see him being a DC somewhere. Absolutely. You know yeah, what I mean? like on yeah. that trajectory, no uh-huh. doubt. So that's why, like, like it sucks for us, but I don't like feel bad for him because like you know no. he's going to get an opportunity. So, like, Absolutely. he'll be fine, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so next, so speaking of snubs uh, and and Max Crosby, Max. Max. Uh, he was snubbed on the all-rookie team. That's BS, That's dude. crazy, man. Are you serious? I mean, how many, what do you have, uh, ten and a half sacks or something like that this season? Like, he could have been very easily in the conversation for defensive rookie of the year. Yes, absolutely. And you can't make the all-rookie team? Come yeah. on. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Stupid. It's ridiculous. Uh, and then the next thing, if you missed it, uh, Mark Davis was hanging out with TB12 oh, at the at the UFC fight, and Dana White said that if Brady isn't a Pat, he is going to Vegas. 
you know, I had a hard time with this one. When I was on Mojo's Pod Show, we talked about it. Okay. And uh, and I and I and I said it then, and I, and I and I still mean it. I would have a really hard time uh, with this one, and uh, you know, being the history of the team and and whatnot. And then Mojo said, you know, but what would Al Davis say? And and Al Davis would say, just win, baby. And you know, I'll root for anybody wearing silver and black. I don't, yes. I don't, I don't care who it is. I mean, not, I, you know, yeah. You know, Kevin Durant could become a Raider, and I would root for him. Like, yeah, you know what seriously. I mean? Like, I mean, like, you know, like, there's a lot of people that, like, you know, they're athletes that I don't care for that they could wear the colors, and I'll root for them because they'll they'll be Raiders. Tom Brady would be one of the biggest challenges. But rewinding the clock, I don't know if that's a bigger challenge than Jerry Rice. I don't know if that's a bigger challenge than Rod Woodson or Bill Romanowski or like Tom Rathman, Ronnie Lott. Like, there's a lot of. You know, Albert Lewis, like, you know, look, I can, I mean, we can go deep in the well here. Sure. You know, for team or for players, I mean, before I was born, well, not, or yeah, I think before I was, anyway, close to it, Willie Brown, like he was a Bronco. Like, there's a lot of players that played for teams that we couldn't stand that became Raiders and we embraced them. Yeah. And so, you know, I'll embrace Tom Brady if we have to, but um, here's what I do think. If, if that were to happen, if Tom Brady were to become a Raider, is Derek Carr on the roster? I don't think so. I think the only way Tom Brady becomes a Raider is if the Raiders draft a quarterback, somebody that's potentially developmental. Like, could that be a lower? Could that be like a Jalen Hurts? Or could I know different style, obviously? Yeah. But but Justin somebody Herbert, you know, maybe a yeah, somebody that's a year or two away, and have them study under Tom Brady instead of Derek Carr. Tom Brady rides off into the sunset. Sure. Maybe that scenario, but there's yeah. no way that you're bringing on Tom Brady and Derek Carr. Like that. No, that no, doesn't happen. You, no, that, you don't, you don't do that. That don't know. And, and, and you know, and, and you hit it right on the head, you know, really when it boils down to it, you just want to win, just win baby. You know I mean? I'm, I'm with you. I, I wouldn't particularly like Brady on the team, especially after hearing the clip that he says, well, I hate the Raiders. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, that, but he's a that's... Bay Area guy. Well, it's not the Bay Area anymore, though. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, about that? you know, how about that? It's going to give me a minute. Take me a minute to get used. To yeah, it, it is. Yeah. Anyway, right, what's up? What's up? anyway. Next. So so speaking of speaking of free agents, a lot of other rumors have swirled this season, uh, this offseason so far about uh, guys like uh, Jameis Winston, uh, yeah. Cam, Cam Newton. Marcus Mariota, you know, a lot of these guys that are kind of a dual threat. Uh, Jameis Winston, he's that's interesting because when we were talking before the show started, uh, I saw that and was like, really? I don't know if I want that guy, but he's he's brave, man. He'll take risks. You know, I kind of like guys like that. Like, when they look at, you know, so you look at the the quarterbacks, like, like Dak, I don't think Dak's going to hit the open market. I mean, Tannehill, you know, that's that's – kind of like you know you know what I mean? like that's that's not a clear cut you know uh upgrade over somebody like Derek Carr Drew Brees is he really going to not be a saint no Tom Brady's he really not going to be a, uh, a a patriot you know what I mean when you look at the play you know Philip Rivers I don't know where, where, where he's going to end up but it ain't going to be Vegas right no and you t- talk about be- I would I would rather have Tom Brady every day than Philip Rivers. Like, yes. give me Tom Brady for the next 10 years and Philip Rivers for one. Like, yes. I can't stand Philip. I hate Philip. I don't, and I don't hate anybody. Hate in this context of, you know, okay, I don't have hate mark for anybody, but in the context of football, I hate Philip Rivers more than anyone. Like, he's up there with Elway for me. Like, I can't stand the man. Yeah. Like, I, I don't care. 
Like, he's a great family dude and a good Christian, and, like, that's great. Yeah, but good for you. But he's an ass on the field. Like, I yes. can't stand him. Uh-huh. Um, so, anyways, when you look at all the, the, uh, all the different quarterback prospects that are out there, I think Jameis is kind of raidery. He's got a wee bit of a checkered past, and he's got the largest cojones of anyone of this current crop of free agent quarterback. Like, I like, he's like Brett Favre. Like, he's got no memory. If he throws a pick three times in a row, he's going to come back and throw a 60-yard touchdown pass on the fourth try because he's not going to stop trying. And what is the number one complaint that we as Raider fans have about Derek Carr? He doesn't take risks. He He, doesn't take chances. gives up, right? Uh Freaking Jameis. And scared no. of, of a stat no, line. He, he, yeah, he led you know the league I mean? in passing yards and interceptions and touchdowns, right? Well, yeah, like he was the first 30 for 30 guy. Yeah, 30 for 30. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. I like that. Look, I would rather have that, frankly. Like, give me the guy that's willing to take a shot. Now, granted, don't make dumb plays and don't make the stupid – like, I get that, and he makes some, some, some questionable decision. But, like, what would – ask yourself, Raider Nation, do you want the guy that's going to make the questionable decision or the guy that's going to throw the ball in the dirt on fourth and three? Like, I mean, what do you want? Yeah. I'm, I'm, give me the Kenny Stabler. Give me the Brett Favre. Give me the guy that's going to force one. Like, I'd rather have that. It's more fun to watch. Yeah. So, anyway. But, but will, he be, will he be able to do that on this team? I don't you know. know. Will, will, would, a guy, would a coach like Gruden – give him the reins and say, okay, go heave it. I don't think so. I mean, I think you're going to play within the context of the offense, which is pretty structured. Sure. But he's going to create. He's going to create. He's going to – when Derek Carr creates and creates space and time and all that, it usually kind of like, oh, like it, he, he creates the space and the time, but then it doesn't end with anything. Sure. Somebody like Jameis will create it and then at least try to do something with it. Sure. I don't know. There, there, was a, there was a text. We have a little group chat with, uh, with a lot of the guys, and I think it was Ramon that sent it. Either Ramon or Big Raider Trucker sent uh, And it, we were watching the, uh, the Bills and the Texans, I think. And there was that um, unbelievable play where uh, what uh, Deshaun Watson just, uh, oh. just, just escaped from one. And, that might have been the th- play of the and, year, and, dude. And he, like, and, like, threw, and, like, heaved a touchdown I won pass. Won the game for him. Won the game play. for him, yeah. yeah. And, and someone sent a picture of Derek Carr with grass in his helmet and said, that would... This is how the play would have ended if it was like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Absolutely. So, yeah. So anyway, anyway, anyway. So, so yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm all about, look at I, in, in the chat there and let me shout him out real quick. Kevin, the Raider nerd. What's up, Kevin? Uh, hardcore Raiders in there. Aaron, the Q dog Raider, big easy, Matthew Mangus, Dave Cooper, Pyro 1975, Pete M, Ron, the Raider, Rick, four, seven, seven, seven V is in there. Uh, Foxy Scorpio is in there. Uh, running bear is in there. Appreciate all of you joining us. And, uh, you know, uh, Rick says, "I would rather draft a quarterback than sign Winston." Yeah, I'm with you too. Like, I don't, I don't think James. Yeah, no, Winston, we're not. All, we're not all in on him. By yeah, any I don't means. think Jameis Winston is our next Rich Gannon. Like, I don't think he's going to all of a sudden like join up with Gruden and then become an MVP. But as far as like, like, do you want James Winston? Like, year one in Vegas? Like, I don't know. Maybe. Like, that might be fun. Like, I don't know. I'm just thinking as a fan. Like, what, what's, what's must see TV for me? I like guys like Jameis. Well, what, what am I going to do? I like yeah. it. I well, like, you know, and, I like, and you know, like what he's, he's, he's a marquee. Like he's a, he's, it's fun to watch. Well, and to piggyback on what you're saying, it's Vegas. So I really think, and I've seen a lot of people talking about it. Uh, this is, this is very sexy for, for free agents. People want to go to Vegas. Oh yeah. People want to go to Vegas. So Dude, really Cam Newton in Vegas. 
Oh my Give, gosh! Like I'm not the biggest Cam Newton fan in the world, although I love what he does in his community and like and like in that aspect, like he's like top notch, like he's amazing. Yeah, but he's a little goofy in a press conference. He's a little goofy in the way he dresses. Like, but dude's a freaking MVP. He like, is. Like he's Vegas. Like, yeah. I, I, but I think we're just get, we're going to be getting looks from people that wouldn't give us looks in years past because it's Vegas. I think so. There's no state income tax. Like, there's a lot of attractiveness to go. Put, you go, know, big new stadium. Uh, you'd be surprised, Raider Nation. I don't know. I, I is Gruden the guy that's going to pull the trigger and make some crazy move at quarterback? I don't know. Maybe. He, maybe he's done it before. This is the guy that brought in Jeff George and Rich Gannon. Yeah. Like, well, and this is the guy that just got rid of Coach Buck because that was the guy he wanted. He wanted the best. He wanted someone that had the track record. You know, he he got rid of a guy that's good because that's the guy I want. Yes. So, which, you know, so with which, him and Mayock, you know, in year two of what they do, you know, well, I want that guy. I want that guy. Well, now those people are going to be calling them. Are you going to come play with you in Vegas? So how about you uh, You package your two number one? No, watch me get crazy. Right? Oh, my Are you gosh. This? You package your two number one picks. You go get Joe Burrow from LSU. He's your starting quarterback on the cheap for the next four years. And you sign Chris Jones, Jadevian Clowney, Shaq Barrett, Yannick Ngagwe. Right? You got all these amazing defensive players that are free agents. How do teams win the Super Bowl nowadays? Cheap quarterback, overspend on your defense. I'm just saying, Raider Nation. Yep. You never know what's going to happen. I'm, and maybe I'm going crazy. I hope so. I hope not. I don't know. It's Vegas. There's going to be literally three quarters of a million people in Vegas, we heard today. Yes. Downtown at the draft. Yes. 750,000. The had- stage is going to be in the water at the freaking Bellagio. Oh, my gosh. What? Oh what? Gosh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, my gosh. We had 600,000 in Nashville. This last year was amazing, and they're gonna have more than that in Vegas. Yep. It's gonna be well. They no, we we. I'll be there. We I'll yeah, we there. will. I'll be there. Okay, All right, let's go. Yeah, you got so more stories. I got more stuff. I got more stuff. Go, so go, Trent, go. Trent Brown and uh, Rodney Hudson were voted to the Pro Bowl. Yes, and Incognito, uh, uh, Ingold, Jacobs, and Waller were alternates. Nice. Uh, Rodney Hudson was second team All Pro. Um, and then if anyone was interested, we got some AB news. Because, ah, go yeah. brief, go brief. Yeah, we're gonna go brief. We're gonna go brief. So, so I don't want to uh, celebrate someone's yeah, so, downfall. Well, it's kind of ugly right now. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. So he swears off white women. <laughs> He's sworn off white women. He cusses out police in front of his children, and now he locked himself in his house because of a battery accusation. And now there is a warrant issued out oh, for his arrest. Geez. Oh man, I, you know what? In all seriousness, like serious, like man, like the guy needs help. Guy needs help, like prayers for his kids and that family, and like I just I, I hope there's healing to be had there. Yes, and you know what? And like, and I there's a lot of hate being lobbied AB's way, and uh, and I get it, man. He kind of stung us as fans, um, but that's us as fans. Like, there's a real life family, you know, in the balance here, and so let's uh, let's let's hope and pray for the best there, and yes. for him to get treatment and, and and help. Yes, but we have a we have the top free agent list. All right. Yes. Oh, what well, we've kind of been dancing around all over already. Yeah, we have. Can I give you mine? Or go do you for want it. To, no, you give me yours. You go. You, you go first. I've been talking a lot tonight. What my top free agent list? Give me the top three guys. So we've got this list here. You got it. There, show it there. Hold it up to your camera. Oh, there, okay. Yeah, show it there. Okay. So here's the top free agents uh, according to NFL.com. Yes. Top twenty-five free agents. Jeff Swag Jeff. NFL expert, swag aficionado. <laughs> Swagosaurus your- Rex, as Raider <laughs> Ramon called me earlier. <laughs> Give me your top three off this list. Who do you want? 
Uh, I think number one should be uh, Derek Henry. Derek and Henry? he is really? number, number and, one? And he's number 20 on this list. That would be... No, not, now is that desired for the... Not in terms of who you think could have an impact, but like as a Raider. Like who do you want to see be a Raider? Is Derek uh, Henry your number one? Uh, no, you got Josh Jacobs. It would be an awesome one-two punch. Yes. It but, would be amazing. It'd be the ultimate thunder and lightning, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I mean, the, the the name that sticks out to me because watching the AFC Championship game, and I and I hate the team that he's on now, but Chris Jones. That's legit, dude. He's a freaking baller, he's man. He's a baller, dude. He's a baller. He, he could be on my list. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I don't know, number 11, A.J. Green sticking out yes. to me. Yes. Sticking out to me, brother. Yes. You know, I mean, you know, we can say, we can say, you know, that, Tyrell Williams is a good wide receiver, but we need help bad. We need bad. Help. You know, I we mean, need help at number one, and he is a number one. Thirty-one years yeah. old wouldn't be the first time Gruden brought in uh, a veteran wide receiver. We just talked about Jerry Rice, yeah, and we saw what he and Tim Brown did yeah. together. I mean, think about think about this. So, so we've got what? Uh, what what's our uh, uh, first pick? Twelve is and nineteen. 12? Yeah, twelve. 12 a lot of people are saying, uh, uh, C, uh, what's his name? C.D. Uh, Lamb. C.D. Lamb from Oklahoma. Yeah, that'd be a baller pick. That'd be a baller pick, and then go pick up a guy like A.J. Green, and then have your number three receiver be Tyrell Williams and or um, Renfro. Renfro. That's legit. Now all of a sudden, that's a a star-studded lineup right there. You're way deep. I'm with you. I like A.J. Green a lot. Uh, I like Yannick Ngagwe. uh, That is, it would be because we need defense so badly. And then you know, I like Jadevian Clowney, man. I because we gotta have a pass rush, man. And I think that like you think the Seahawks are gonna let him go? I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe. Like, I mean, they got a lot of money, like to like tied up already. So I guess you're right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, how cool would that be to have Clowney and Crosby, you know, with Farrell floating around between the you know the middle and the edge, or lining those guys up together in groupings? You know what I mean? And then yep. and then of course Maurice Hurst like in the middle. Like, I don't know. PJ Hall. Like, I don't know. That could be really attractive, real quick. But we definitely need uh, linebacker help as well. Yeah. And I'm with you on Derrick Henry. Like. Derrick Henry and freaking Josh Jacobs, like they won't be no one. The Raiders won't be able to afford him, no, because he'll he played well enough. First off, I don't think the Titans are going to let him go, and I think he wants to be a Titan. They're going to, yeah, he's going to. They're going to make him a Titan, yeah. If for some crazy reason he didn't, and he went all you know Le'Veon Bell on us or whatever, and went and played somewhere else, someone is going to pay more for him than the Raiders are going to want to pay for him. Yeah, back. well, and, and and Henry's a good dude, and he's a good he's dude. a good dude. He ain't gonna he ain't gonna prime time the league and no. go all lay beyond bell he ain't gonna do that well, he ain't gonna do that he's gonna be a titan for a long long time. yeah all right what's next uh next we have oh are we done was that our top hey, 10 Raider nation this is max crosby from the oakland raiders and goes down and max crosby who forced a fumble last week you're listening to murph mosh and swag jeff on raiders fan radio thank you so much just win baby and ah. now and now we got something fun we got yes. something fun to talk about. Yeah, let's get to it. So, all right. I'm going to grab my, my, grab my bottle here. Tonight is January 22nd, 2020. This is the anniversary of Black Sunday. The Raiders yeah. Super Bowl victory. So that is the Raiders uh, Super Bowl 18 victory in Tampa, Florida. The Big Sombrero, January 22nd. 1984. This is my Coke bottle from the uh, from the Super Bowl that Swag Jeff so kindly got for me. Yeah, uh, a year or so ago, and I got my pennant over there, and 
Uh, look, look, we got buttons here. Look at the AFC, AFC Championship button there. That is the Los Angeles Raiders from, as I mentioned, uh, January 22nd, 1984. So uh, Black Sunday, the last Raiders Super Bowl. Easily the um, most celebrated and most joyful uh, highlight reel and uh and moment in in raiders history yes because uh, i mean we've had some some good things happen since then but there you could count them on one hand or that many fingers maybe like there hasn't been a lot of things uh maybe the 2002 afc championship game we beat the titans like there's only been a few things uh that have happened that have been this big as the raiders defeat of the washington redskins 38 to 9 on that day january 22nd so uh Swag and I did a Tales from the Nation where we covered yeah. some highlights from that game, which, yeah, was, we did. which was amazing. And then Uncle Mosh and I last year did a Super Bowl show where we covered the Raiders' three Super Bowl victories against the, uh, against the Vikings, uh, the Eagles, and then, and then this game, Black Sunday. Um, so we've got some really cool audio clips that uh, this might be gratuitous, but you know what? It's the freaking the off season for our sake, and it's uh, the celebrate. It's the anniversary of Black Sunday, and so we're gonna roll through some of these things, man. And they are they're awesome. And if you've never seen the NFL films rundown of this Super Bowl uh, and of Black Sunday, you're missing out. So go check it out. It's narrated by John Facenda, who's an absolutely legendary uh, voice of NFL films. Uh, and it's just, it's iconic. And so we're going to hit a few of these things. First off, let's listen to Al intro uh, and, and, the, and the overview of Black Sunday. Two years ago, when we came to Los Angeles, I really believed that the greatness of the Raiders would be in its future. And with all the great, With all the great teams we've had, I think today that this organization, this team, this coaching staff dominated so decisively that two things must be said. Not only, in my opinion, are you the greatest rated team of all time, I think you're ranked with the great teams of all time that have ever played any professional sport. Commitment to excellence, the motto of the Raiders. And once again, Coach Tom Flores Fulfill that commitment in a Super Bowl. The final score, Los Angeles 38, Washington Redskins 9. They have turned back the team that many just a few weeks ago were trying to rank with the greatest of all time. They have turned them back in the most shattering fashion imaginable. Ah, that music, swag. like terminator or something man yeah all right so there's the opening intro and and from there it goes into just some amazing voiceovers and course footage of the game uh and uh, the the vocabulary and the writing of uh, and i don't know who wrote it i don't know if that was facendo or if that was steve sable or somebody else associated with nfl films but the writing and the wording of this thing, it's just amazing. It's poetic to me, and, and, I, and I hope you too as a Raider fan, and just the delivery of John Facenda, and just the way he groups words together, it's, it's, it's amazing. So anyways, let's, we're going to roll through a few of these things. Uh, the first one we're going to get to is he talks about the muscle and mystique of the Raiders. The NFL has had its great teams. They have come from Green Bay, Dallas, Miami, and Pittsburgh. But perhaps none has matched the muscle and mystique of the Raiders. Number 
none have matched the muscle and mystique of the Raiders. Nice. Isn't that amazing? And so I love I, that. And I love how this, and, and it continues to amplify, and it becomes more and more about uh, like life and less about the game. And he talks about how this wasn't just a game. It was a true test of men. When history, the harshest of judges, comes to a decision on Al Davis's Raiders, it will look to Super Bowl 18 for guidance. Like all athletic contests, Super Bowl 18 was not only a game, but a true test of men. And right from the start, the Raiders proved they had the best men. We had the best men, Jeff. It's not yeah, even did. the best ball players, the best men. Like, you're a lesser man for losing this game, Joe Theismann. Well, yeah. Like, isn't that a, like, I just love the drama awesome. that they build around it. It's absolutely incredible. It's so funny how, like, the severity of it all. Like, you've lost your manhood. Like, you suck. Yeah. Like, Joe Gibbs, Joe Theismann, John Riggins, all of you, Art Monk, like, you're just yeah. not men anymore. Yeah, you're garbage. <laughs> Funny. All right, so the Raiders humiliated them, and no oh, one expected them to humiliate them. The Raiders were the underdog, and they went in there and smoked the Redskins, and uh, no team had done that before. Well, the Raiders said they were going to do it, and by golly, so far they are doing it, dominating this Washington Redskins team. How many teams have done that to the Redskins? No team has done that to the Redskins this year. <laughs> The sad music. It's like the stuff they play when the guy gets injured in yeah, a game. Uh-huh. And like they exit the commercial and the sad music. Uh-huh. Yeah, no one's done that to the Redskins. And you know what, Jeff? This is my favorite, my absolute favorite of the, all this whole thing. And I quote it all the time uh, outside of the show, actually. Uh, this was a route in which no honor could be salvaged. So he's not only questioned their manhood, now he's questioning their honor. Yeah. Like, the, you can't walk away from this game, Washington Redskins. The Raiders have stolen your honor. Like, I just love it. It's so funny. Yes. So let's listen to it. John Facenda, a route for which no honor could be salvaged. For the Redskins, this was a defeat the dimensions of which they had never experienced. A route from which no honor could be salvaged. At the heart of this darkness was the Raider defense. They had... All right. You got, this is like... You got to highlight the highlights. At the heart of this darkness was the Raider defense. And then he goes on to say, for nothing that blocked nor tackled nor ran nor passed could stop the Raiders on Black Sunday. That word grouping, again, the severe, this is like a movie plot. The hearts of darkness, Jeff. Yes. This wasn't a football game. Yes. This was life. This darkness was the Raider defense. They had stripped the Redskins of their most trusted weapons and sacked Joe Theismann six times. Nothing on earth that blocked or tackled or passed or ran could have stopped the Raiders on Black Sunday. And then yeah, the cele- up, man. And then the celebration, Jeff. The last one, the celebration. I want you to listen to the choir, 
the vocals behind this. This is literally the angels. This is the skies parting over the black Tampa sky, Jeff. The skies parting and the choir of angels from heaven singing down praises upon Al Davis and his Los Angeles Raiders. And the Raiders take it away. And the Raiders celebration will start. Super Bowl 18, the Raiders again scaled the heights of football greatness and stood alone on the summit. A team of young men filled with promise and old veterans filled with pride. The 1983 Raiders are an honor to the team's glorious past and the world champions of pro football's present. This is Kevin, the Raider nerd, live at the Oakland Raiders tailgate. Raiders! We got Gorilla Rilla. Say hey, got uh, Uncle Marsh and Mark. I love you guys. Much love from the Black Hole, baby. Just win. All right. Appreciate you, Raider Nation. Appreciate the chat room. Swaggo, shout them out. Who we got in there tonight? We got everyone. We got the big, easy Matthew Mangus. Uh, uh, Chevy Silver Raider. Uh, the Raider Critique. Rick 4777V, Hardcore Raider, Pirate 1975, Ron the Mater Raider, Raider Rue. We got the whole gang. Running Bears in there. Uh, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, Foxy Scorpio. Everyone's here. Awesome. Good stuff there. Appreciate you all joining us. And you can join us live at youtube.com slash Cave. That's yeah. M-U-R-F-S Fan Cave. And you can check out the chat. You can see weather on the 8s and traffic on the 9s. Hey. Hey, uh, so, Swago, so let's get back to reality here because that was 26. Six, no, 36 years ago. Morgan yeah, it was. Black Sunday was a long time ago. Come on, Raiders. Hook us up, man. Hook us up. With some, like, I love reliving all this stuff, but it would be nice to relive something that was like, I don't know, younger than my kids. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Cool. Like, that would be cool. Or younger than you. Younger than me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That would be awesome. That would be sweet, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. Uh, all right. So let's get back to reality here. And the reality, uh, Jeff, is this. <sighs> All right. Let me can I get can I get personal for a second? I would love for you to. All right. Here's the thing, Raider Nation. Okay, so clearly I'm a Raider fan, right? This whole Murph Fan Cave thing, this is all just revolves around the Raiders. All you gotta do is if you're watching the YouTube show, just look at the camera shot there and you see all this stuff. All right. And the whole house looks like this. For the most part, anyways. I love the Raiders. I love also though the NFL. I love football. Like I'm a big football guy. I like all forms of football from peewee football. All the way through high school, college, all the way. I watch a lot of it. The NFL is my favorite version of football, unless my kids are playing. Then whatever their version they're playing is my favorite. But in terms of like as an observer, not directly related, it's the NFL. So I love the NFL. And I love uh, more than just the Raiders. I like good stories. I like, you know, 
talented players. I, you know, that aren't playing for a team that's directly competing with the Raiders. I can appreciate good talent around the league. So being the Raiders are my first and foremost and really my only, okay? But there are other things that I root for within the league, okay? And there are things that I root against in the league. First and foremost, our division. So I root against the Chiefs, the Broncos, and the Chargers. The Broncos and Chiefs are kind of interchangeable for teams I dislike most. Chargers, they're not as impactful because they're not really that good for the most part. So, but they have the least liked player in you know sure. Philip Rivers, right? And then you have other teams in the AFC, you know, Pittsburgh, right? Can't stand them. Um obviously the Patriots, right? So there are other teams in the AFC. And then you go outside the AFC into the other conference, and it's like, well, I don't really like the Cowboys. There's yeah. kind of been a franchise rivalry between them and the Raiders. I don't like them. I don't really like the Bears because of the whole Mac thing. Yeah. Right? Like, so there's, a, there's other teams I can find reasons for not to like. The Niners, though, being a regional rival of the Raiders. Yes. They're probably number one as far as NFC teams that I don't care for. So... The team in the NFC that I like the least and arguably the team in the AFC that I like the least, and I'm speaking for probably almost of Raider Nation in these terms, yes. are playing each other. Well, along the way, they beat a team that lives down the road from us where we live now. Right. I'm from the Bay Area originally. Now we live outside of Nashville. So when the Raiders are eliminated from contention, I'll support the Titans I'm not a Titans fan, per se, but yeah. I'd like to see them do well. Sure. They have some cool guys to root for. We love Will Compton, a former Titan, does busting with the boys. Yeah. As a current Raider, like, does it with, with, uh, with, uh, with Taylor uh, Lewan. Taylor yeah. Like, yeah, we love those guys. We love those guys. We're all for the boys, man. So we find we have connectivity to the Titans, and so we support them. So they get eliminated by the stupid Chiefs. Now, then you got the the Packers, who I'm not necessarily a Packers fan, but I like Aaron Rodgers. He's yeah, a, he's who a doesn't? Chico guy. I went to school in Chico for a while. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know he grew up a Niner fan, but he's, at least he's from a Bay. He played at Cal, like East Bay. Like, I could find connectivity there, and I just like the way the guy plays. So they have, like, the Packers and the Titans, which would be two teams that I would like to support when the Raiders aren't in contention. And then they get freaking eliminated yeah, by the goddamn freaking Niners and the Chiefs. This is like a freaking nightmare scenario. Like, yes. for real, dude. Like, I can't think, and you and I were talking about this, and I want you to go next. And Raider Nation, I want to hear from you all here in the chat. Like, is there a worse matchup for a Raider fan than Chiefs-Niners? I don't think so. No. No, there isn't. There isn't. And, you know, being that, that I'm just shy of a year of being a Raider fan, um, I think my anniversary is sometime in April, uh, and I, we will be celebrating that. <laughs> Heck yeah! But uh, but but yeah, I mean, it, you know, there's there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse at all. And you know, I think that uh, I think that for me, being such a ooh, what are we doing there? Uh, being that uh, nice. Uh, being that I'm a newer Raider fan, and I don't. Ha- I mean, I don't like the Niners. I can't stand the Niners. I, I haven't. I can't stand the Niners. Back from when Steve Young and all that stuff. I, I I just didn't like them. Just didn't like them. Uh, but I hate the Chiefs. I hate the Chiefs. But I didn't live in the East Bay, or I didn't live in the Bay Area. Right. So I you didn't don't live have the same there. regional. So reference. I don't have the regional hate that I that that you have for the Niners. So although I won't be rooting for 
anybody. I'll be rooting for funny commercials. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah. Or, you know, rooting for you know watching J Lo with the halftime show. You know, yeah, yeah. whatever. Hey, or Shakira. Her hips don't lie. And her hips don't lie. They do they not never lie. do. Yes, they no. only tell the yeah. truth. That's right. But uh, but you know, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I don't. I the Chiefs cannot win. And yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm I, sorry. Yeah, and I, and I get that from your perspective, and I respect that because you're right. You know, and I want to know from a lot of the Raider fans in the chat. Please let us know. Um, for because we have a lot of listeners. In fact, the majority of our listeners are not Bay Area listeners. So, yeah. let me know if you have the same feelings about the Niners. Um, for those of you that aren't from the Bay, so because for you guys like me that grew up around the Bay, first off, the Raiders left when I was a kid. So the Raider, the Niners were the only team left in the Bay, and we couldn't stand them. Like they, they were the only team and they got all the attention because they were the darlings of the NFL and you got so sick of seeing them. And I, and the reason that I used to like, when I was a kid, I loved Dan Marino because yeah. he played the Niners in the Super Bowl in 84, not long after the Raiders left. Sure. Like it was like somebody beat them, please. Like, I, yes. Cause they were such like such a big to do was always made about the Niners. And even still to this day, there's an unfair reporting bias from the media in terms of the Niners over the Raiders and whatever. And we could debate for endlessly all the reasons for that, but that's why there's a regional rivalry. Like it's, and, yes. and now, especially like I was born in Santa Clara. I was born where the freaking Raiders or the, where the Niners play now. Like they're not the San Francisco 49ers. They're the Santa Clara 49. It's not even close. Like when you watch a Niner game and they show shots of like the skyline and they show the Coit tower and Embarcadero center and all that. You went there with us last year. Jeff, it's freaking an hour away. Yeah. It ain't even like New Jersey is uh-huh. to New York. Like, it's not even across the river. Yeah. It's cities away where the yes. freaking Niners are. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I, I can't stand him. Plus, my brother's a Niners fan. God bless him. He's a little titched. He's a freaking Niner fan. Like, I mean, do I want him to have bragging rights? Like, Hell but, no. But do I want to have the Chiefs win a Super Bowl either? Hey, I'm like, no. Like, yeah. I want to crawl into a corner, close my eyes, yeah. and pretend this doesn't exist. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Raider-born Raider born Rico's rooting for a blackout. Uh, He's rooting for a blackout. Please. Ernie Cortez says, my wife is a 49ers fan. I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God yeah. bless you. It, you know, it's... Oh, it's so you know, it, you got to pick the lesser of two evils. Who do you pick? There is no there lesser. There is no lesser. That's the thing is that there's always like an, an angle, right? Because we were talking about this. I'm like, well, okay, if it's Cowboys Chiefs, I'd, I'd root for the Cowboys. Like, I can't stand them, but I would root for them over the Chiefs. If this were Steelers Saints, I'd root for the Saints. Like, I could be like, oh, oh that's Drew, a no Brees, Drew Brees, I'll no root for that guy. Like, like I could find connectivity somewhere. This is the first time... Other than the only one that I could even think of is it got close. Chargers and 49ers? Yes. Thank in you. In 94? Yes. And actually, and even back then, because the NFC was so dominant for so long, it was like, well, maybe it would be cool to see an AFC team win. Because the AFC didn't win, for those of you too young to remember, for the longest time, the NFC won all the Super Bowls. And they blew people out. Mm-hmm. Whether it was, I mean, other than the Giants, uh, uh, bills that got close. Other than that, like there was a run of like 14 years where the NFC just 
crushed everybody. It was like 55 to 10, Niners over Broncos, Niners would crush the Bengals, like, you, you know, Redskins would, you know, crush whoever. Like, it was like, yeah. there was a run there for a while where it was like the NFC teams went crazy. So it was like, well, this AFC West team led by Stan Humphreys in the chart, like, I don't know, could they beat the Niners? Like, I don't know, that might be fun yeah, to watch. Yeah, Natron be, Means and, yeah, uh-huh, yeah that all those might, guys. That might be different, and it's the stupid Chargers, but might be, at least it's different. Like, this, now we don't even have that. So, like, there's, like, literally no rooting interest uh, in these two. So we were talking about, like, what would be worse. Well, that was one, and then the other one was, like, okay, Seahawks, Broncos. Like, being, again, an old-school Raider fan, once upon a time, the Seahawks were an AFC West team. They were in our division. Okay. So I used to hate the Seahawks. Yeah. Forever. I hated the freaking Seahawks. And a lot of uh, other older Raider fans did too. So like when it was the Seahawks and Broncos, it was like, oh, geez. Like, I don't know. I don't like either one of these teams. Yeah. But even still, I was like, well, they're not in our division anymore. Right. So I'll root for the Seahawks over right. the Broncos. Well, and that's and that's why that's why in my in me, Swag Jeff, I would lean more towards the 49er side. Just because I don't want guys like Argo and a lot of these people in our chat for the next freaking year oh. being like, oh, yeah, you can't say anything about Super Bowl rings now. You know what I mean? And, you know, which we welcome true. we welcome all those people, you know, come because, yeah, there's no Chiefs fan radio because that doesn't exist. But, you know, that's a good point. Dude. You know, I don't. What do we Our our number one bragging right that we have over Chiefs fans is three Super Bowls versus one Super Bowl. Yes. And we were in it more recent than you. You're right. Yes. And when it comes to the Niners, we lose all the Super Bowl arguments. We just do. Yeah. They've been in them more recently than we have, even though they lost against the Ravens. They've been in them much more recently than we have. They've won a lot more than we have. Yeah. Like, they have the Super Bowl argument on lock. Winning another one would put them in the stratosphere, and we would never catch, or at least, one day we'll catch them, but it might be a long time. Yeah. But you're right. That puts Chiefs fan. That puts Chiefs of, fan. That might be it. That might be at least a little silly, little teeny tiny einsy something I can latch right. on to. And that's, and that's what I was saying. So, so Niners fans are just Niners fans, you know, and they're always going to be Niners fans. But Chiefs fans are, they're just, oh, they're terrible. They're terrible. They're terrible. They're terrible. And we don't want them to have any ammunition. No, I might be with you, man. I, I'm not going to say I'm going to root for the Niners. I'm not rooting for anybody. No, well, I tell you what, I will. I will. Let me pull that back. I am rooting for three guys. So here's here's one. Oh, okay. One, here's one thing I've landed on. Uh, it is uh, Shavarius Ward. Yes. Richie James Jr. Yes. And who's my third? Darius Harris. Yes. Those three got two of them are Chiefs. One of them's a Niner. And the reason why, they're right here. Our town, our team, all three of those guys, Middle Tennessee, Blue Raiders. That's right. Not the not the silver and black Raiders, the Blue Raiders. Three of these guys from our little old school here that yeah. Swaggo and both I. Of, both of our alma mater. Both of our alma mater. Uh, we are proud graduates of, uh, of Middle Tennessee State University. Three of those guys are playing in the Super Bowl. I'll root for them. I'll root for those three guys to do well. There you go. That'll be it. Perfect. All right. So speaking of, uh, you mentioned bandwagon fans. That's yes, a, that's a segue, as we call it in the biz, Jeff. Yes, we do. Speaking of the, of, of bandwagon fans, as so many Chiefs fans are, because we saw all those Patrick Mahomes jerseys at the draft. Not a Lenny Dawson to be found. Uh, no, no, not a not a uh, freaking Christian Okoye. No, uh-uh. nowhere, 
No. Well, who's the what was the one punt returner they had? Somebody on the chat hooked me up with that. They had that uh Leon Hall, maybe something Hall. Anyways, um none of those jerseys was all bandwagon Patrick Mahomes fans. But the Niners are awful bandwagon fans too. I'll give my brother credit. He's been a diehard Niner fan since the day he was born and always yeah. has been. But a lot of Niner fans are not anymore. And especially I mentioned they play in Santa Clara, they don't even play in the city that they represent anymore. And just a couple of years ago, that stadium was empty. That big, nice, gorgeous stadium that they built in Santa Clara yeah. was empty. They were paying you to go. Yeah, literally. Like, there was nobody there. So, where were all of you fans then? Well, this song that I'm getting ready to play for you celebrates that idea. So, E-40, who was, I thought he was a Raider fan. He's a Vallejo guy. Uh, but he was supposed to be a Raider guy. But anyways, he's now a Niner guy. And he oh, released, good. Yeah, and he released a song called Bang Bang Niner Gang or something like that. Something, yeah. something Niner Gang. Well, somebody made a parody of that, Jeff. We're going to play that for you uh, right now, Raider Nation, before we jump into the sea of fans. And it's pretty funny. It's called Band Band Wagon Fan. Band Band Wagon Fan. Wagon Fan. Band Band Wagon Wagon Fan. Wagon Fan. In 2014, you weren't there. But now in 2020, you care. Claiming that you're faithful when it bugs me. I saw it. I see the price tag on your jersey. Just bought it. 2015, <laughs> 2016, what did I see? Nobody at Levi Stadium just empty seats. $5 tickets on StubHub. But you rather stay at home and order Grubhub. Ooh, I never saw you once in the stands. Now on Instagram, you the number one fan. Last year, you was all about the Warriors. And this year, you ignoring them. Ooh, and turned into a Laker fan. Went from Steph Curry to LeBron and then facts. Don't call me no hater, I'm stating facts. To all the bandwagon Niner fans, welcome back. Bam, bandwagon fans. 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 I love it. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I saw your price tag in your church. Just bought it. Just bought it. That's so funny. <laughs> so good, dude. That's so good. There you go. So in the chat there, uh, Raider born Rico uh, and, and, and a few other Raider Roos said he's always been a Niner guy. That's E-40. He just wore Raider stuff for a video. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, whatever. He's, well, he he did videos well, with uh, with Marshawn and stuff like that. Yeah, that's to... what I thought. He was like repping the East Bay, man, apparently. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, we did. We saw a bunch of stuff with him and Marshawn. And so anyway. Whatever. 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 So, then, well, and sp- so speaking, of, speaking of, of the Bay Area. Yeah. And speaking of bandwagon. You oh. Got, You've got you've got a clip from Rich Eisen. Oh my gosh! And it's and it's gold. My buddy Rich, man. So hey, right. who is it? Oh my 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 buddy Murph. He's not just consistent; he's a man of his word. Hey, thank you, thanks, Rich. Rich. Thank you, Rich. You know, so we're kind of tight, right? I mean, you know, oh. Chris Brockman and Del Tufo, like we're we we hang. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're along with those guys, absolutely. The you guys give each other advice on radio stuff. Absolutely, and so. Uh, you know, those guys have, be, have become friends of ours, and so we appreciate them and uh, and all the folks there at the Rich Eisen Show. So we always celebrate uh, the Rich Eisen Show. Oh, dude, did I tell you this? I tell you this. Okay. Guess who was on the Rich Eisen Show as a caller uh, last week? Who? Houston Raiders, Steve. No way. Way. Oh, it really dude. It was really good. And Steve, oh, how cool is that? All you had to do was shout out Raiders fan read, and we'd have played your clip here. But Oh, my gosh. <laughs> a little self-celebration. But anyways, but I do want to uh, acknowledge Steve for calling in Rich Eisen. And, uh, and he did. He called in to talk about Houston, about what happened to the Texans, but he identified himself. This is Steve from Houston, lifelong Raider fan. 
like he established that right out of the Good. Game. So much props to you, Steve. Yeah, we're gonna hear from sure. Steve, That's Steve awesome. Later in the show. But first, to get back to our buddies at the Rich Eisen Show. So anybody that's listened to this show long enough knows that I, and I drag Jeff and Moshin with me, rally against knuckleheaded members of the media that have a case of the ass for the Raiders. While I am all for fair and balanced reporting, and I am all for if you have a negative story that relates to the team, there's nothing wrong with that. But what I don't appreciate is when people apply their own angle. I don't appreciate when people apply their own narrative to further a click or whatever to sensationalize a story. I think it's goofy, and unfortunately, a lot of media has fallen into that, and especially in sports and especially in terms of our Raiders. And there's a handful of guys that do it on the regular. Colin Coward, Mike Silver, Stephen A. Smith, Tim Kawakami. Unfortunately, Vic Tafer is falling into that now. Like, there's a lot of guys that fall into that. Then there are guys like Jerry McDonald, uh, Steve Corcoran, uh, formerly Matt Schneidman. Like, there are a lot of guys that don't do that and are still really remain fair and accurate and don't apply this this tainted view of the team because of their personal experiences via employment or region or whatever else. Well, one of the guys has been doing this and kind of really one of the poster children of taking shots at the Raiders has been Tim Kawakami. He was a, a member of the San Jose Mercury News forever. Now he's a member of The Athletic. The Athletic is now, I just saw the other day, like they're a freaking $500 million company or something crazy like that. Like yeah. The Athletic is huge. And Tim Kawakami is part of it. And he's always had been a guy that's just had a freaking, you know, angle at the Raiders, man. He just always has. It's always been like, and it's snide. It's like snarky. It's like he digs. Like he doesn't, he says something and it's like a little, eh, a little jab at the Raiders. Well, anyways, so Tim took a jab at Rich Eisen. And he jabbed Rich Eisen because Rich and Mike Mayock used to work the Combine together. We're both employees of the NFL Network. And Mike Mayock did Rich a solid and has had a couple of interviews. So Kawakami takes a shot at Rich Eisen and Mike Mayock for interviewing one another. And this was Rich's response. Now, Tim took a shot at Rich on Twitter and used the all due respect. That's kind of like saying, hey, Jeff, all due respect, but your sweater looks terrible on you. Right? So I just negated yeah. all due respect by disrespecting yeah, you, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. That doesn't mean you just get to say whatever you want. No. But that's what Tim Kawakami did to Rich. And Rich is kind of famous for making fun of that on sure, the show. yeah. He makes fun of it all the time. That yes. Like, people say, hey, all due respect, but yeah, you know what I mean? This meal stinks or whatever else. So anyway, so let's get to Rich. Let's get to uh, on his comments on Tim Kawakami. This is the best. And then after this, we're going to jump into the Sea fans. With all due respect. <laughs> To start a sentence with all due respect gives you carte blanche to be thoroughly disrespectful the rest of your sentence. You're being totally disrespectful. I'm not. I just told you with all due respect. But then, <laughs> no, no, no. Just because you say that doesn't give you license to be totally disrespectful. You can't insult me just because you've covered yourself with the word shield of with all due respect. The reason why I'm bringing this up is apparently in the uh, Bay Area... Uh, after the Raiders season and throughout the season, I guess, Mike Mayock has not spoken to the members of the media there. And Tim Kawakami, who's uh, writing in the Bay Area for years and covering this team, has been very vocal on Twitter 
today about Mayock not talking. And somebody brought up to him something along the lines of, well, having heard Mayock talk to Rich Eisen, it sounds like he's fine with Gruden in the whole situation because right. I guess Tim might have been going back and forth with people speculating why Gruden's not talking. What I mean, why Mayock's not talking. So somebody mentioned that having heard Mike being interviewed by me, that it does sound like Mayock is still fine with working with Gruden and there's nothing to hide on that front. Well, Tim responded to that person. Can we put the tweet up on the screen? Oh, no. From Tim Kawakami. What did he do? All due respect to Eisen personally. All due respect to Eisen personally, comma. Wait till you hear what's after it. But I don't much give a damn what a former NFL Network employee says to a current NFL Network employee when the former employee is a GM and ducking the independent media. Independent media. Tim. That sounds pretty disrespectful. You can't all do respect me. (laughs) Oh, man. I all do respect you. Get him, Rich. (laughs) I invented all due respect. (laughs) And with all due respect, am I not a member of the independent media sitting here on the Rich Eisen show? Because this is where I interviewed Mike. Not on the NFL Network, which is, I guess, non-independent media. Where I can't talk about stuff like refs blowing games or coaches deserving the heat. I cannot be with all due respected. Settle down just a little bit. (laughs) Tim Kawakami of The Athletic. Yes. With all due respect, Tim. You stink. (laughs) Good day, sir. Good day, day, sir. sir. You may not all due respect me. I all do respect you. He all do respected you. And then actually said something thoroughly disrespectful. And then was very disrespectful. It's my my idea in play in real time. Against you. Against me. You're the victim. This is phenomenal. The Kawakami bus just rolled over me. With all due respect. (laughs) Backed up and drove <laughs> over you again. <laughs> this is my point. We've had Tim on the show. And I respect him. With all due respect, yeah. uh, you know. <laughs> For more of the Rich Eisen Show, to. Hey, what's up? It's Brockman from the Rich Eisen Show. And it's Del Tupo from the Rich Eisen Show. Hey. You're listening to Murph and Mosh on Raider Fan Radio. Yes! <laughs> there he is, fading, looking, looking, looking. He's under the gun. He's fired, he's thrown. It is! All right, Swaggo, let's jump into the sea of fans mailbag. This is where we hear from you, Raider Nation. You can call us at 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. 
Leave us a message, and if we play your message three times on the air, we refer to you as a made man or a made woman, uh, much like a lot of our folks that are in there uh, tonight. Hardcore Raider is in there. Ron the Mater Raider. Uh, Raider Born Rico. Who else am I missing? Let's see. Coach Davis is in there. What other made men? Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, of course. He's the capo. Matthew Mangus and his brother Daniel. The uh, Raider Roo is in there. Uh, a lot of made men in the chat, and I appreciate every single one of you, uh, as always. So you can also email us on the show. You can email us at show, that's S-H-O-W, at RaidersFanRadio.com. And, uh, and if you send us an indefinite amount of emails, we will refer to you as a made man or a made woman in that way, like Queen Haley of Scotland or our good friend, uh, his lordship, Paul, in, yeah. uh, in uh, Shropshire, Mississippi. All right, so we got three emails tonight to get to. Mosh is not here, so Swaggo and I are going to trade blows on the emails here, and I'll go first. Uh, and we're going to hear from our buddy, a uh, guy who's in the chat tonight. And you know what, Matt, uh, Swaggo, this guy might have to... He's on the precipice, man. I'll tell you what. Pirate1975 was in the chat tonight. And with yeah. this, he's always in our chat. I love that dude. He's been hanging out with us since Mondays with Mikey and Murph. Uh, and he's emailed the show now a couple times. Send us one more. Next time you email the show, my friend, you're going to be a made man. Hell you, yeah, you will. Yeah, he, it's, it's, yeah, he deserves it. Don't you it. think it's time, Jeff? It's time. We hear from Pirate 1975 a lot. And he's yeah. been an awesome contributor to the crew. And so uh, we will definitely uh, want to honor you in that way. All right, so here we go. Proud made man, two-time winner of the radio. Oh, dude. And this, two-time winner of the Raiders Fan Radio Sizzler Award. He's, he's, he sizzled twice. Yeah, yeah. And nice. a shot at the third. Hey, and, and by the way, too, let me tell you this. So now that it's the off season, we're not we don't get near as many phone calls and emails. Now if you want to win rack up sizzlers. You want to rack up sizzlers, this is a good time to do it. Uh, so, anyways, he says we finished seven and nine. I'm not gonna butter everyone's toast and say I'm real happy with it, but I guess it's progress. Now it's the off season. Mock draft time, sporadic news time, time to reflect on what went wrong and what needs to happen to capture that ever elusive Lombardi trophy next year. I'd like to once again address the car haters because it's fun. The one who believes Glennon would have gotten us to the least AFC. Wait, the ones who believe Glennon would have at least gotten us to the AFC championship. My question is this. Would you trade Derek Carr to the LA chokers for a first rounder? Ooh, maybe three first round picks with the amount of franchise quarterbacks that are in this year's draft. Uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think yeah, I think you might. Yes. I think you might. Because yes. you take a five million dollar cap hit, but then you get the benefits of having a five hundred thousand dollar quarterback. P- where are they picking? Well, they got to be above us, so we're twelve, and they finish. Where'd they finish? Well, behind us. I mean, way behind us. I don't know. I don't remember what their record was, but they were, we were third in the division, right? Okay, so you think probably no second? What? No, shoot, no second. We were second, right? Yeah, we were second. Yeah, so the Chargers were third, and then the Broncos. Raider Roo says they pick six. Damn, hell yeah, you do. Hell yeah, you take the six overall picks. Absolutely. You have six, 12, and 19? Yeah, heck yeah, you okay. do. Thank you, Raider Rue, by the way. This is why we love the chat, because they're smarter than we are. Um, awesome stuff there. Yeah, I would definitely trade him for a six-round. Yes. That's, yes. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not going to happen, but. It ain't going to happen. But, yes. You said no way. Well, no, we just said we would, because you would worry about him torching us year in and year out. No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. No. <laughs> I got to believe that you believe that he's still very talented. Gotcha. Well, he's not not talented. He's no. just not clutch. Uh, if you ever said yes, well, I'll keep my thoughts <laughs> on your IQ to myself. He's practically, practically the best quarterback we've ever had on paper. Agree. 
but I will stand by my following statement. I'm sure we're going to draft require some talent this offseason. If he doesn't perform at the level we need to win 10 more in Vegas, yes, replace him. This year coming up should be his judgment year. Anyway, to close out, here are my top 10 things I'll do for the future if I were Mark Davis. All right, let me say this real quick. He doesn't perform at the level we need to win 10 or more games in Vegas. And here's the thing, prior to 1975 and everybody else, we got to beat the Chiefs. Derek Carr's like 2-10 and 10 against the Chiefs. Yeah. You want to win the division? You want to make a, have a win in the playoffs? You want to progress? You want to win the nation back? Yeah, you got to beat the freaking Chiefs, man. And the guy don't beat the Chiefs except when you get five chances at a touchdown pass within the five-yard line because of a bunch of penalties and you finally hit Michael Crabtree. Great play, but it took him five times to get it right. Like, Again, I'm not a hater, man. I'm not a ha- car hater. I'm not a stand either. All I'm saying is that he lost the middle. I was in the middle, and now, like, something. We got to do something. What, I'm not saying run the guy out of town, but if you can trade him for a number one pick, probably. Like, if you can draft someone else to be his replacement and study underneath him, probably. If you can, you know, sign uh, somebody like a Jameis Winston or somebody else to back him up in case you run into challenges with him year one in Vegas, probably. Right? Yep. Like, I mean, these yeah. are, right? Like, I'm not saying, like, run them out of town. Like, no, but you got to explore options. All right. I digress. Back to Pirate 1975 and his fantastic yeah. email. Top 10 things if he were Mark Davis. Take a walk. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Number 10, take a walk down the hair products aisle at the grocery store and just consider a change. Fair? Yeah. Number nine, trade in the minivan for something a little more Vegas high roller. Number eight. On opening night, dress all stadium security personnel as stormtroopers. Oh, oh bro. Dude. Yeah. You win in my heart here. That's a sizzler. I don't, I don't make the decision. I'm just saying. Swag's call. But that's money, dude. Number seven, tell Gruden absolutely not on bringing Phillip Rivers or Tom Brady in for a workout. Agree. Number six, hang out with Robert Kraft on spa day and discover something completely new. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh number five never forget where i came from and give some free tickets to our super fans number four send a local hvac company and popsicles to Derek carr's new house and get him acclimated to temperatures under 40 Jeez. <laughs> that's hilarious oh my gosh this is great number three have al davis light the torch on opening night special effects it could happen Hey, they made hey, they made a hologram Vegas, of Tupac. They, they made yeah, they got Tupac. They got uh, Michael Jackson. All those guys. Heck yeah, yeah man. Uh, number two, make damn sure Allegiant Stadium has a black hole. Keep the Raiders whiskey, not not wine. I like it. Number one, finally, purchase Max Crosby's house in Vegas for him. Max, my personal MVP. Yes. Thank you, Murph, Mosh, and Swag for continually making one of the best shows on YouTube. Your buddy, Pirate, nineteen seventy five. Sizzler Award winner. Nice job, Pirate. And that was one time winner. I said two earlier on. He only won it once. Oh, are you looking into the future? No, I <laughs> I mistakenly had Paul from Edgerton's the end of his uh of his signature line bled over into oh, okay. uh, in, in a pirate nineteen seventy five. Okay. So he only won it once, not twice. Nice. nice. All right, Swago, nice. who you got? Yeah, so we got another one. Uh, dear RFR community, this is newly made man, Matthew Mangus from Fremont, California. What's up, Matthew? Once again, thank you for making me a member of the RFR family. It is truly an honor. 
I am super hyped for the offseason because our team is going to get the best talent available in the draft. For me, that would be C.D. Lamb, wide receiver, Oklahoma, and then a linebacker because I don't think Vontez is coming back. And I have a one-finger salute for the NFL for that. Finally, I'll end it on this note. How in the hell did Cliff Branch not get into the Hall of Fame? Preach! His numbers make him a first ballot Hall of Famer, plus he's got three rings. Not a lot of wide receivers can say that. Anyway, here's to the first offseason in Vegas, but to me, they always will be the Oakland Raiders. Sincerely yours, Matthew Mangus. P.S. This is really Daniel Mangus, <laughs> not Matthew. <laughs> Fooled you. Go Raiders. He's fooling us on the air and now over email because they sound exactly alike. Exactly alike. The They're twins. twins. The twins. Nicely done, Matthew and Daniel. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the made twins on uh, here on Raiders Fan Radio. Nice job. That's a good email. Yeah, it was. All right, one more. I hold in my hands. Paul. Paul? Well, I don't. That could have got weird. Hey, 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 hey. Talking about wanting to see, I'm not, see Mark Davis's legs. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, see Mark Davis's legs and holding Paul in I'm your not, arms. I'm not holding Paul in my arms. I'm not holding him physically. I'm holding him. I'm, I'm, I'm caressing him with my brain. It doesn't sound a ton better. <laughs> it doesn't Let me go to 30 seconds of Paul to cleanse the palate. Paul! 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 Paul. Good evening, everybody. Hope you're all well. So what's been happening since the last RFR? I managed to join in with the chat live with the live chat room for the first time during the excellent but traumatic Tales from the Nation. Oh yeah. <sighs> that was rough. Trust me. Uh let's see. Tales from the Nation. Trust me to join in on the chat the night the conversation was about the tuck rule, almost 18 years to the day, and I thought I'd dealt with the anger and pain by now. It would appear not as the show was anything to go by. It was so cool to be in touch with everybody like Capo, Ron, Rico, and the rest of the guys. Just one thing though, Murph and Swago. If you have any plans to do a show about Super Bowl 37, please give it a couple months or at least give us notice so I can book a therapy session in yeah, advance. Yeah, for sure. No doubt, my friend. Yeah, and that was, we got about halfway through that Tales from the Nation, and I'm looking over at Swago and I'm going, this wasn't the best idea we ever had. Although it was good, the content wise, it was fine, but it really was a little tough to listen to. <sighs> yeah, it was, it was yeah, rough. It was rough. Uh, Paul says, I also had an incident with my grandmother who was staying with us for a few days. I was minding my own business watching the Bills and Texans wildcard game. She popped her, she popped her around the, she popped around the door to say hello and said, is that the football you're watching? Yes, I replied. The playoff started today. Not the Raiders then, she said with a smirk. Oh. So he said, I'm watching the playoffs. And she said, well, you're not watching the Raiders then. Well, that wasn't always, very nice. Always a shame that as I love that woman and I'll miss her. Jump <laughs> off. Now that the season is gone, our thoughts turn to the pros and cons of the past few months. I could have drawn up uh, an individual list of players that would be in my pros column, but it's easier to say that the rookie class was the biggest thrill. What an outstanding collection of guys we've got, particularly Josh Jacobs, Max Crosby, and Hunter Renfro. For that reason, my man of the year is Mike Mayock. 
Absolutely. I'm looking forward to more magic from him in April. Yes. There are some negatives, but I'm not dwelling on them as long as the mistakes are learned from. I'm really shocked and disappointed at the dismissal of Brenson Buckner as he appeared to be one of the coaches that was improving us. If he can be fired, there's a couple of other coaches that might not be sleeping too well over the next couple days. I'm also far too angry and upset to comment deeply about Coach Flores or Cliff Branch not making the Hall of Fame. Canton is supposed to be a showcase of the great and the good. How is that possible without the likes of Flores and Branch? I know I'll agree with every member of Raider Nation on this, so it's best to leave it there. In closing, tonight our worst fears have been realized as the Titans and the Packers couldn't save the season and were left with the worst possible scenario in Super Bowl 54. Santa Clara and the Queefs is too much to take. It'll be the first Super Bowl I'll miss for many, many years, but it's a game I just can't watch. I get nauseous even thinking about it. But I have my contingency plan of America's Game DVDs and the RFR Super Sunday Super Bowl show from last year instead. Nice. nice. Right on, Paul. Love your Raider Nation. His Lordship, Paul Edgerton, Shropshire, Mississippi, Polly Award winner 2019, Sizzler scorekeeper, and two-time winner of the Sizzler. Nice. Nice. Paul. Good stuff, Paul. All right. Swago. Yes, sir. I'm shaking papers, but we got three... Three uh, voicemails to get to. Yeah, we do. We're going to kick it off with the capo. Who's the capo around here? Yeah, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider. The Ab- man, the, the myth, the legend. Absolutely. He's Aaron the Q-Dog Raider. Every crew needs a captain, and we call him the capo. And he is Aaron, and we're going to hear from our buddy, Aaron. Greetings, Don Murph, Consigliere Marsh, Underboss Sonny, Sergeant at Arms, the big Raider trucker. Mojo from the pod show, Raider Ramon, Swag Jeff, Nation. It's your cop, Aaron the Q-Dog, coming to you from the great state of Texas. Um, once again, I'm looking at the uh, listing of the finalists of the 2020 NFL Hall of Fame, and once again, it leaves me shaking my head. Nobody, and I repeat, nobody from the silver or black made the cut again. I'm talking Tom Flores, Jim Plunkett, Cliff Branch, my beloved favorite, Jack Tatum, not even rental Raiders like Richard Seymour or Roger Craig, who played from 2019 to 2012 or excuse me, 2009 and 2012 or 1991, respectively, um, made the cut. Lastly, co-conspiring architect of league-sponsored bias, so thoroughly outlined by Ethical Skeptical on the Mojo Pot Show, former 17-year NFL commissioner Paul Tagliabue made it as a contributor? you got to be effing kidding me. Preach. Now, whenever we talk about contributors, there's one contributor that is near and dear to us, Steve Sable, the co-founder of NFL Films, along with his father, Ed, who was also inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2011. Hang in there, Steve. Now, Steve is no longer with us, but you know what? He so dearly, so eloquently, so magically created our credo, the autumn wind. Amen. It's a sports-themed poem. Adapted from Mary Jane Carr's No DC, Pirate Wind. Steve Sable eloquently penned one of the greatest mantras that ever was. It is synonymous with Raider Nation. It is often heard blaring outside of the speakers at our games. Narrated by John Facenda. This, you know, 1974 production has been dubbed the Battle Hymn of the Raider Nation. Why is he not in? What did Tagliaboo do other than screw the Raiders for 17 years and beyond? But anyway, I go on to talk about something that, even you know, it hits home just as much. You know, not since we got a new Aunt Viv on the uh, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air have we seen such an okey-doke go down. But we understand it. 
you know, it's a harsh business in the NFL. So on Tuesday, January 14, 2020, we lost our much-respected coach, Brenton Buckner. Hey, Chucky wanted to upgrade by going to a known commodity, and Rob Marinelli he's going to bring in as his uh, D-line coordinator. It happens. The hit list? Get ready for it. I'm putting the entire Pro Football Hall of Fame selection committee. Come on. Kent Summers, Arizona Republic. Daryl Ledbetter, Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Scott Garceau, 105.7, The Fan. Vic Carucci, Buffalo News. Buffalo Mafia, get at him. Darren Gant, Pro Football Talk. Dan Pompey, The Athletic. Jeff Hobson, Bengals.com. Tony Grossi, ESPNCleveland.com. Rick Goslin, Talk of Fame Network. Jeff Legwall, ESPN.com. Dave Burkett, Detroit Free Press. Pete Darty, Green Bay, Green Bay Press Gazette. John McClain, Houston Chronicle. Mike Chappelle. Fox 59, Sam Cavaris, Florida Times Union, Therese Paler, Yahoo Sports, Eric Williams, ESPN.com, Howard Balzer, The Sports Exchange, Armando Salgora, Miami Herald, Mark Craig, The Minneapolis Star Tribune, Ron Borges, Talk of Fame Network, Jeff Duncan, The Athletic, Bob Glover, Newsday, Gary Myers, Author, What the Hell Did He Write, Frank Cooney, Sports Exchange, <laughs> Paul Domovich, Philadelphia Daily News, Ed Bichette, The Athletic, Mario Mayako, NBC Sports Bay Area. Mike Sando, The Athletic. Ira Kaufman, JoeBucksFan.com. Paul Kaharski, ESPN.com. Larry Michael, Washington Redskins Broadcast Network. Kay Cabot, The Cleveland Plain Dealer. Jared Bell, USAToday.com. John Clayton, ESPN Seattle. Jason Cole, Fansided.com. John Charnecki, Fox Sports. Dan Faust, you know who he represents. Clark Judge, Talk of Fame Network and Yahoo Sports Radio. Peter King, NBC Sports. James Lofton, former rental raider. CBS Sports. Alex Marvez, Sirius XM, NFL Radio. Ira Miller, Sports Exchange. Sal Palantonio, him and his nose from Philadelphia, ESPN.com. Vito Stellino, VitoStellino.com. What the hell is that? Jim Trotter, <laughs> NFLNetwork.com. Shereen Williams, Pro Football Talk. And Barry Wilner, Associated Press. These folks suck. This goes out to the made men and women. Root. Uh. Nice. Come on, Aaron. Love it. Love it. Awesome. Awesome stuff there, man. Absolutely. Call them out. Bust them out on Twitter. These are the folks that didn't vote for Tom Flores or Cliff Branch. And, uh, man, it's just, it's just goofy swag. We already got into it. I won't, I won't rehash it again. Yep. But appreciate the, uh, the, the message from the capo there. Always on point and, uh, and, uh, and proud leader of the made men and made women around here in Raiders Fan Radio. All right, we got a couple more to get to. Let's hear from our buddy Patch down in Florida. Eye patch. Eye patch. Murph, Marsh, Swag, Capo, Eye patch calling in. I left your message last week. I didn't know you guys weren't doing a show. Um, I'm just trying to recover, man, from this month. I mean, I listened to your uh, your Tales episode, and, man, that was dark. You know, then it came out, Buckner gets released or fired or whatever they did with him. You know, and then... Uh, Flores gets snubbed for the Hall of Fame. Then Branch gets snubbed for the Hall of Fame. And Tannehill gets voted for comeback player of the year instead of Darren Waller. I mean, Waller, player, he should have got not only comeback player of the year, but comeback story of the year. He gets snubbed. And then uh, now i got to watch the Chiefs and the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Jesus Christ, man. I, I don't know what's, go- what's going on with this month. I just can't wait for it to be over. You know, I'm going to listen to Kermit the Frog and watch Andy Reid in that big, stupid red jacket, whatever the hell he wears. And Mosh, let me tell you something. 
Don't follow him behind a, uh, a donut stand because there ain't going to be nothing left there, buddy. But only thing I can say about that Super Bowl, only thing I can hope for is that a damn hurricane comes through Florida and wipes the whole damn game out, you know? I mean, thank God that I'm going to uh, to a family trip in, in April, so I won't be able to go to the draft. We're taking a cruise with my mom and dad and sister and kids and everybody. Because if I went to the draft, I'm afraid I'm going to see two punters get drafted at 12 and 19 at this rate. <laughs> anyway, guys, put on a good show tonight. I need a little uplifting, will you? Right. See you later. Ciao. Nice. Appreciate your iPad. Nice. Funny, dude. He's the oh, best. my gosh. That's so funny. We appreciate that. Hope you like the show. We've tried to keep it light yeah. uh, tonight, man. And there's uh, there's just so much uh, so much to get to. And it's it's it, look, we try to try to focus on the the funner the funner the funner things in life. Funner things in life, yeah. man. Because the the less funner things in life are getting ready to happen when we watch the Super Bowl this year. Uh, yeah. All right, let's get to one more before we get out of here for the night. And uh, so Houston Raiders, Steve. So Houston calls us a lot. I mentioned uh, Houston at the top of the show, or at least when we, when we got to the Rich Eisen uh, segment. And, uh, you know, so Houston Steve calls us a lot. And, uh, we, you know, I, I'll usually pick one of his calls uh, from the week, usually the one where he's singing. Those are always my favorite. Um, but he calls us three times uh, this week. And you know what? We don't have a ton of voicemails this week. And so I'm going to play all three. So I put all three of Steve's calls together. And so we're going to go like three minutes of Steve. We got 30 seconds of Paul. And now you're going to have uh, three minutes of Steve. So let's check in with our buddy, Houston Raider Steve. Uh, Raider Nation, this is Houston Raider Steve, Merce Mosh, Flag, Jeff, Made Men, Made Women, uh, all the great Raider fans. Uh, this is a flashback uh, championship game we're going to be playing between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tennessee Titans. They played on First time they played in a championship game, my parents were there at Jefferson Stadium here in Houston at University of Houston campus. That December 23rd, 1962, it's the longest uh, championship game on record. It went into double overtime, and uh, Kansas City, what well, was the Dallas Texans, which later became the Kansas City Chiefs with Lamar Hunt, obviously the owner. They won 20 to 17, and uh, this game was also the third longest game in professional football history. Uh, quarterback uh, for the Oilers at that time was uh, the famous George Blanda. The uh, 1960 and 61 uh, AFL championships, the first two years in existence, was won by the Houston Oilers. The quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs that day, Lenny Dawson. Coach for the Chiefs, Hank Stram. The announcers were Kurt Gowdy and Jack Buck and this uh, last guy with his last name, Chrisman. Anyway, it was a great game. My parents were there. They were telling me, you know, what an awesome game it was. Of course, now, flashback, I mean, uh, fast forward now, look at the championship game now. Tennessee Titans, owned by uh, Bud Adams' daughter, and, versus uh, the Stram family. I mean, not the Stram family. Clark Hunt, Lamar Hunt's uh, son, I think, I believe. Anyway, it's going to be a great game. And go Tennessee Titans as much as it pains me. But I can't stand the Kansas City Chiefs and the Walrus, and especially Pat Mahomes and his hot dogs. Let's walrus, go out and uh, see the. Uh, my pick is the Tennessee Titans and the uh, Green Bay Packers. Uh, I wish, yeah. Raider Steve, historian. I wish you were right, Steve. Oh I wish gosh. you would have been right. Titans and Packers would have been a fine, fine Super Bowl to watch. Not this crud show we're getting ready to have, to have instead. I had a correction. That game in 1962. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Aaron in the chat goes, believe it or not, Steve is only 28. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) 
That's so funny. The NFL championship game was won by the Dallas Texans, which later became the Kansas City Chiefs, thanks to Rams team, over the Houston Oilers, which is now the Tennessee Titans. Mosh, Murph, uh, Swag, Made Man, Made Women, all the great Raider uh, fan radio fans. Houston Raider Steve Historian. Hey, I just want to say we need to get Tom Flores in the Hall of Fame. It was a crime that he didn't get in. He was the first Hispanic quarterback, the first uh, Hispanic coach to win the Super Bowl. He did many firsts for not only for the Raiders but for the league. And you put in uh, that guy Bill Cowher in ahead of him, who was just a special teams player. Uh, as and he's only won one Super Bowl. Cowher Flores has won two. I mean, what more does a guy need to do to get in the Hall of Fame? He's in the twilight of his uh, life, and, and he's, I don't want this to be another Kenny Stabler. This really bothers me to no end that they can't put this man in. He should have been in a long time ago. Even Rich Eisen on his show was saying that he should have been in a long time ago. True. That's all you need to know. The media feels that way. And also about our friend uh, Cliff Branch. Cliff set all the records. He was a uh, three-time Super Bowl winner, Pro Bowl. He set the re- you know. He stretched the field. It was the vertical game that Al Davis always talked about, about go long on first down. He made the game dynamic. I mean, he, what more can the guy do? He's a great ambassador, fan favorite. Uh, Cliff's got all the, you know, records and everything as far as Raiders and also in the league. He pushed, you know, how can you put in Lynn Swan over him? Harold Carmichael, that's debatable. Harold's deserving of the Hall of Fame, but I think Cliff should have gone in this year. Amen. Especially since his passing. Of course, I'm biased. All I can say is, it's a crime and a shame, and we, this is just an injustice. God bless. All right, good stuff there from Houston yeah. Raiders, Steve. Awesome calls, my friend. And, uh, yeah, keep them coming. And for those of you uh, you want to check in with us at Raiders Fan Radio, give us a call, 909-345-3346. Leave us a voicemail, or you can email us, show at RaidersFanRadio.com. And the best of the week every week gets the Sizzler Award. And, Swago, what do you got this week? Yes, yeah, so I am in charge this week, again, of doing the Sizzler. And we started off with a couple of emails. We had either Maddie or Danny Mangus, whichever one it was, uh, talking about his uh, his his uh, draft dreams of getting CeeDee Lamb. Uh, then we, ta- we talked to Paul, who was licking his wounds after Tales from yes. the Nation, and he said so long to his grandma. Uh, Capo had, uh, had the Hall of Fame hit list, uh, kicked us off with the calls, eye patch complaining about the Hall of Fame and League Awards, and just told us that Andy Reid is fat. Uh, and Houston Raider Steve reminding us of our past, picking the Super Bowl we all hoped for. And <laughs> I love how you said that. He, just, he told us Andy Reid was Andy fat. Andy Reid is fat. And yeah, Houston Raider Steve uh, reminding us of our past, picking Super Bowl, uh, picking the Super Bowl we all hoped for, and talking about Hall of Fame snubs. But. The Raiders Fan Radio Sizzler Award tonight goes to a man who buttered our toast, thought about, uh, told us how we needed to fix things, uh, talked about car, whether or not Carr is the guy, and his top 10 list goes, the Sizzler Award goes to Pirate 1975. Hey! Sizzler. 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 Awesome. As Swago hits the rogues gallery there, we appreciate you, 1975, and congratulations on your Sizzler Award. We are Metallica, and we are here for your Oakland Raiders! You know why we are here, and we ain't playing around today! From The Walking Dead to errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. Ah, 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 ah,
Hey, so um, so <laughs> this is not a shaming thing at all. This is just being silly here. Please, you guys don't know our context. Sonny and I, when we first started Raiders Fan Radio, when we did sports, we did a show called the Sports Dagos that turned into Raiders Fan Cast that turned into Raiders Fan Radio. And it was because of like people like threatened us and like all kinds of crazy stuff because yeah. of the name Fancast. Anyways, we used to have this segment called like there was because you know how everybody does stat of the week? You know what I mean? Like yeah, or yeah, stat of the day or stat whatever. Stat of the day, stat of the day. Exactly. So we thought it would be funny to do fat of the week. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And we had a whole segment called Fat of the Week. I love it. <laughs> and I don't remember what it was. This is from February 16th, 2013. I'm going to play this because we have some time. Perfect. We're at the end of the show. I don't know what this is. So it's, we're just going to play it. Here we go. Fat of the week. Fat. fat. Who's fat? <laughs> <laughs> that was the segment. That's awesome. Yeah. We would talk about somebody that was fat. That I love week. that. Fat of the week. Sandy's fat. Who's fat? <laughs> so congratulations, That's amazing. Andy, Andy Reid. You're the fat. <laughs> the fat of the week. Isn't that funny? That's amazing. Uh, well, speaking of fat of the week, you know, I saw. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Andy Reid and being fat, so did you see the interview that they had? They asked. They, they asked him what he. <laughs> fat of the week is the funny. Fat of the week. We need to bring that fat of <laughs> the. Weak. fat. Who's fat? <laughs> hey, so congratulations to Andy, Andy Reid, the, the first annual fat of the week. Sandy fat. Who's fat? Oh, oh my gosh! So if you let me spit it out, if you let me spit it out, so Andy Reid after the after the oh AFC Championship game. Uh, the next day, they said, so what'd you do to celebrate? He oh. said, I had a cheeseburger, and I went to bed. <laughs> Did he really? No joke. Yeah, he really said that. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know what that earned him? Fat <laughs> of the week. Sandy, fat. Who's fat? Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. All right. Thank you for joining us here. On this uh, on this uh, episode, what we hope to be look at making my glasses fog out. I gotta use the anti fog wipes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, appreciate you joining us on this episode of Raiders Fan Radio. Appreciate everybody in the chat tonight. Uh, before Swago shouts them out, I just want to thank you all uh, for supporting us as you do each and every week. And just know this: we were gonna miss you the next couple weeks because we're gonna redo the fan cave and uh, and some of the uh, the equipment. Uh, so, but we will be back. And in the meantime, we'll have some tales from the nation and some other things to shoot out at you. So definitely stay tuned to the channel that's Murph's Fan Cave M-U-R-F-S Fan Cave on any of your podcast services and here on the YouTube Swaggle what's going on in the chat room and kick us yeah kick we got home. we got everyone in here we got Running Bear Rick 4777V Ron the Mater Raider Matthew Mengus uh, Raider Roo the Big Easy Aaron the Q-Dog Raider Hardcore Raider we got the whole gang in here thank you so much for tuning in to another episode episode 156 of Raiders Fan Radio make sure you send us pictures videos so you can be the next fat of the week uh just tune in thank you so much for everything that you do for us we couldn't do this without you guys we love you very much and remember 
uh, Raiders Fan Radio, where we take a lighter side journey into the dark side. And remember, what happens in Vegas started in Oakland. Yeah, baby. Yeah, it did. Thank you very much, everybody. Good night. God bless. We love you. Good night, YouTube. Good night. Fat of the week. Sandy's fat. Who's fat? <laughs> Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the. Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com.